Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragley and Totally Driven Entertainment, dedicating and bringing you total entertainment. Well, on today's show, we have another football Saturday, as week one last week was, you know, came and went, and it was a great week. A lot of good games. We're going to go over each game from last week and recap all the games, some surprises, of course, and we, you know, we're going to go through each one, and we're going to preview week two. PDD will be joining us at 9.30 to make our week two picks. I won 11-4 last week, so we'll see what I got in store this week, but like last week, I lost the Thursday night game as I had Cincinnati on Thursday, and Houston beat Cincinnati, and, and let's face it, it was just a terrible game. I mean, 13-9, it was a pretty boring game, but... uh football and it's back and we all love watching it so but we're going to go over that game we'll talk about all the week one games we're going to talk about the Thursday night game and then we're going to get into all week two games shortly that's we're going to start kick off the show with football and then we're going to go through some injuries today we're going to go through uh talk about you know obviously David Johnson's big injury we'll be talking about all that and uh so we'll cover all that stuff we're also going to talk some baseball later in the show Go through the Yankees and the Red Sox. Obviously, tight race in the AL East going on, and uh, the Yankees three games behind the Red Sox right now. And uh, with, with I believe there's 15 games left, so we'll see if the Yankees can catch them. But the Yankees in a firm grip in the wild card. They have four games ahead of the Twins in the lost column and six ahead of the Angels. So the Angels now two behind the Twins in the lost column. The Mariners and the Royals, four behind the Twins. So really that's what's coming down to will the Twins hold on to that second wild card. But it looks like the Yankees will at least will closing in on locking down the first wild card. And the date with either the Twins, Angels, one of those teams in the first round, if they don't catch the Red Sox. But there's still 15 games left, so we'll see what happens there. So we're going to go through some of that stuff, including their win yesterday behind Severino over the Orioles 8-2. And uh, we'll break that down, obviously, Severino's 13-6 now with a 2.93 ERA, so he's had a great year. The Red Sox in 15 innings won 13 with six, which is crazy. Big, big, uh, big 15th inning for the Red Sox to maintain their three-game lead, and uh, it was just a marathon in the game. So we'll go through all that stuff, and we're going to touch on some other. Obviously, we'll touch on some Mets stuff as, as the misery continues, but we're going to touch on, you know, we'll talk on, on Harvey performance the other day. We'll talk about Syndergaard. Should the Mets bring him back? There's thought that he could be pitching in a bullpen this weekend, which I don't get. 
I, uh, you know, you'll hear my thoughts on that. I just don't get it at all. And then the Jay Bruce comments about, you know, obviously it goes from a great situation, uh, a horrible situation to a great situation. No slight on that fans, he says. But uh, how about the Indians? I mean, they lose last night. 22-game winning streak ends last night in a tough 4-3 loss in a row. They had a dramatic win the night before to make it 22 in a row. So the, the Indians streak of 22 games, which was just phenomenal. I mean, let's 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 just say it was phenomenal. I mean, the second all-time longest winning streak behind the Giants, 1916 Giants, 26 in a row, and the, they passed the 35 Cubs with 21 in a row. So, but listen, you can't take anything away. 22 games in a row is 22 games in a row. It was nice to see the crowd give them a big standing ovation at the end of that game, as they deserved it. And the Royals, obviously the Royals needed the game. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see the whole Indian team come out of the dugout, though, and getting the fans, getting them a standing all, and everybody climbing. 22-game winning streak is just phenomenal. Second all-time longest winning streak. There's nothing to be ashamed about. And then, you know, come out today and try to get another win and get another streak going. Because, you know, they're having some, you know, what can you say about the, about the Cleveland Indians? I mean, they're going to be the team to beat. They're going to be tough beat. I mean, there was one point, I think they outscored their opponents by over 100, almost 100 runs in this streak. They've tra- Before, like, the last two games, they trailed only four innings out of 189. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. I mean, you're talking, you know, they had seven shutouts. You know, they had seven shutouts during the winning streak. There was more than 18 teams had all season. I mean, so it's just unbelievable. Another interesting stat, the team had won 22 games in 22 days. Cleveland's football team had 22 wins since September 2011. That goes to show you how, how crazy the streak was. I mean, obviously football's once a week, but it shows you how also how bad the Cleveland Browns have been for so long. So, but we'll get more into baseball later. We're going to go through the pennant races. We'll go through the wild cards and uh, the division races and see how they, they stack up. I'm also going to talk about Triple G and Canelo. Later on, we'll preview tonight's fight. Just I'll make my prediction on who I think is going to win that fight. I think it's an excellent fight. I think the whole McGregor Mayweather thing kind of took hype away from this fight and probably took some buys because you think a lot of people spent 100 bucks on that fight, not going to pay for another 70 bucks for this fight tonight. But this fight is probably going to be a lot better than that fight was. It's just the names aren't as big as Mayweather and McGregor were. But we'll also look at the college football schedule as well. But get it kicked off with some NFL, and uh, before we get into this week's game, let's, let's quickly, let's go around the NFL and see what happened last week. So, we did talk about the Chiefs over the Patriots last week, 42-27, and it was just, uh, you know, we talked about that game. The Bills, obviously, over the Jets, our old Magic Mike was at the game, which we'll be hearing from him later. We'll, we'll hear about his experience at the game. 21 to 12 Bills over the Jets last week. Tyrod Taylor, 16 for 28, 224 yards, two touchdowns. Rashawn McCoy, 110 yards. And the Jets, listen, the Jets were actually in this game. The Jets hung in this game for a while. McCown for two picks, the 26 to 3,987 yards. McCown, the Jets had no running game. They had 30, 15 packs, 38 yards. I mean, you're not going to win games like that, especially on the road. And, you know, Cleveland got the job. Uh, Buffalo got the job done. Now Buffalo's in first place. See, with the Buffalo, with New England losing to Miami with the bye, Buffalo, after week one, is in first place. So, so a nice win for the Bills, the new look Bills. So we'll see how they could 
continue this week, or was it just a win over the Jets? Or we'll see if they can put another win together. The Falcons, 23-17 over the Bears. That is another game. Falcons, you know, a lot of close games last week that were surprising. There's a game that came down to the end. The Bears had four shots to win this game at the end of the game. And the Falcon defense stepped up. Matt Ryan, 21 for 30, 321 yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones only four catches, six yards, only five targets, which was surprising in the game. And then you had a guy like Chicago. You had Kyrie Cohen, who really had a good game. Five carries, six, six yards, but eight carries for 47 yards out of the backfield. Behind Jordan Howard, with 13 carries, 52 yards. Mike Glennon, 26 for 40, with 213 in the TD. But at the end of the game, it was Atlanta's defense who made the big play to win the game. And the defending champion, the defending NFC champion, come out with a opening day win. The Ravens shut out the Bengals. And I'll tell you, now the Bengals, there you go, between that game and the other night, now the Bengals have gone eight quarters without a touchdown, all at home, which is pretty bad. So the Bengals are struggling all of a sudden. They fired the offensive coordinator, open for a spark. But Dalton looks terrible. They're not getting the ball to A.J. Green. Joe Mixon hasn't busted out. It's like they thought he would to start, but it's also part, just part of the whole offense. How the offense is clicking right now, and it's not at all. And the Ravens were just completely dominant performance. They don't threw four interceptions in the game. Terrence West gave an 80 yards and a touchdown. So the Ravens, in their rebuilt defense, they got the Bengals 20 to nothing. The Steelers, another close game, 21-18. And this game was also slow for the Steelers as. It was a slow start for Rothenberg, who picked it up 24 for 36, 253 yards, two TDs. Antonio Brown, 11 catches for 182 yards. So he had a monster game. The running game wasn't there. It was a struggle for, for Pittsburgh for most of the day. But Le'Veon Bell with 10 carries for 32 yards. A lot of that's probably because, you know, he missed camp and, you know, maybe a little rusty there and they didn't go to him as much. Pittsburgh's able to hang on and win the game. Another close game, like I said, but Antonio Brown had a big game. Martellius Bryant was a no-show, two catches, 14 yards. Sean Kaiser looked pretty good, though, for the Browns, 20 for 30, 222, TD a pick. Corey Coleman, five catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown, but, again, no defense. I mean, no running game at all, 17 carries, 33 yards. And the amazing thing is Duke Johnson didn't even get a carry, which I find kind of find weird. Like, why wouldn't He's a big play guy. You got to get the. I know he's, he's catching balls. He's playing in the slot. But you got to get the ball in his hand. I mean, he's a guy who can play big plays, and they did. Then you have the Detroit 35-23 over Arizona. And Arizona was leading most of this game early, 10 nothing for a while. But then in the second half, they made it 10-9 before the half. But then in the fourth, 20 points in the fourth quarter for Detroit, and they just opened it up. Matt Stafford 29-41, 292, four touchdowns and an interception. Another great game. Golden Tate, 10 catches, 107 yards. An unbelievable game. And the rookie, Kenny Galladay, four catches, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. And a big effort in his first career game. And the big story here was David Johnson. And 11 catches, 23 yards, but getting hurt. Wrist injury, knee surgery, could be out two to three months. Big blow for the Arizona. Now, Karen Williams, you have a combination of Karen Williams, Andre Ellington, and now the recently re-signed Chris Johnson, all in the mix with carries there, but big blow for Arizona and a big blow for fantasy owners out there. I mean, you have, you know, a lot of fantasy owners pick David Johnson number one, one or two, and most drafts he went, and here he is. He's gone now for three months, so that's a huge blow for fantasy owners. 
Austin Palmer, 27 of 48, 268, a touchdown and three interceptions. So just not a good performance for Austin Palmer. And the Lions pull out a nice win at home as they come in to face the Giants on Monday night. Jaguars, another shocker. I mean, they returned to Houston, 29% dominant performance over Houston. Tom Savage looked terrible. They replaced him with Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, Deshaun Deshaun Watson, who had a great game in the second half. He played very well in the second half. Had a great game the other night against uh, the Bengals. But Deshaun Watson, he rallied them in the first drive of the second half for a touchdown. But but Jacksonville's defense was just too much on the day. Ten sacks. I mean, just a dominant defensive performance. Leonard Fournette, 26 carries, 100 yards. Bortles did just play, you know, 11 for 21, 125 in a TD. Big loss for the Jaguars, though. They did lose Andre Robinson. Allen Robinson for the rest of the year with a 20-3L, so it's a huge, huge loss. But Houston just looked dreadful offensively and defensively. I mean, defensively, they hung in there for a while. But then J.J. Watt dislocated his finger, and it was just dominant performance by Jacksonville in their defense. I mean, you know, they had tough defensive touchdowns, 10 sacks, just a dominant performance. DeAndre Hopkins did have seven catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown, and they'll lose an effort for the Texans. The Raiders go into Tennessee, 26-16, which was a really good, really high competitive game. Derek Carr, 22-32, 262 yards and two touchdowns, and just a really good performance by the Raiders. Marshawn Lynch, 18 carries for 76 yards, and a lot of big carries at the end of the end of the game that really held that lead for them when they were trying to run out the clock and stuff. So great job by Marshall Lynch. He showed you why he's the beast and why they got him because they, that's what they're looking for. Somebody at the end of the game that could do that. And they got it now at Marshall Lynch. Michael Crabtree, six catches, 83 yards. Amari Cooper, five catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. To the Tennessee, Mar- Mariana, 25 for 41, 256 yards, and no touchdowns. He did have a, a rushing touchdown, three carries, 26 yards, and a rushing touchdown. But a nice win for the Raiders who start off the season 1-0. and They get the distinct uh, pleasure of playing the Jets tomorrow at Oakland. So, sure, that game's going to be really ugly. You would think that's going to be like a, a 40 to 10, 40 to 14 type game. Eagles go into Washington, win 30 to 17, another highly contested game that was close into the fourth quarter. Carson Wentz, 26 of 39, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Great performance for him to start the season. One interception. Ladarius Blunt, 14 carries, 46 yards. Zach Ertz, eight catches, 93 yards. Nelson Aguilar, six catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown for the Eagles. Washington, Terrell Pryor, six catches for 56 yards in the debut. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, 23 of 40, 240 yards, a TD interception. But again, no ground game. 10 carries, 30 yards for Rob Kelly. No ground game at all for uh, Washington. And then you had, obviously, the defensive touchdown by Fletcher Cox off the sack. So, and Ryan Carey. So, yeah, two two defensive touchdowns. Ryan Carey for Washington as well had a touchdown. But the Eagles start off the year. With a 30 to 17 win over, and then it was 19-17 going into the fourth, and the Eagles just pulled away in the fourth quarter for a big win and a one and zero start in the division. And the next game you look at, the Rams just blew out the Colts, 46 to nine. Another dominant performance. Jared Goff looked great, 21 to 29, 306. 306 yards in a TD, and with his new weapons around Sammy Watkins, Tom Gurley looked really well. 
And Sammy, listen, you have you, you add Sammy Watkins to the outside there, all of a sudden you got something. It opens it up for other people, you know. Obviously, Gurley, 19 carries, 40 yards. He didn't have the yardage, but he, he pounded the ball. He had a touchdown on the ground. But Watkins, five catches, 58 yards. Cooper Cup with a nice game, four catches, 76 yards in a TD. Gurley also had five catches for 56 yards, so he was making things happen. Colts, Colts have issues. They need a quarterback. They, they're going to start Brissett this week, so hopefully he can do better. But Scott Colton was terrible, 9 of 18, 128 yards, two interceptions. Frank Gore, 10 catches, 42 yards. The bright spot was Marlon Mack, 10 carries, 24 yards only, but a TD, and he looked good running. And other than that, there's really not much the Colts. I mean, obviously, without Andrew Luck, they're a whole different team and, you know, got a lot of issues without him, so. Packers 17-9 over the Seahawks. Another tight game that was really close, I and mean, it was pretty much a defensive struggle for most of the game. Aaron Rodgers 28 for 42, 311 yards at a TD. Randall Cobb with nine catches, 85 yards, had a big game for the Packers. Another team, the teams have a lot of teams having trouble running yet, you know, on Sunday. You know, Shorty Nelson had seven catches, 79 yards. Ty Montgomery, you know, 19 catches, 54 yards only. And even look at the Seattle. I mean, Carson had six carries for 39 yards. They had Lacey and Tosites with the other guys in the mix. Lacey just five carries for three yards. I mean, how the mighty have fallen there. Russell Wilson, 14 to 2758 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But it was it was really was a defensive struggle. I mean, it was three nothing Seahawks at the half, and then in the third quarter, the Packers put up two touchdowns. Really. That put the game away. Seattle really just had no offense at all. They couldn't move the ball, and obviously the big win for the Packers to go to one and zero, and the uh, Seahawks dropping zero and one early in the year. Panthers twenty three to three over the Forty Nine ers. This game was seventeen nine. It almost felt like the Panthers took their foot off the pedal at twenty three to three. I mean, at seventeen nothing, they it almost felt like it could have been a lot worse if they really wanted to. Cam Newton was decent in his first game. I mean. You're used to seeing a little more explosiveness from Cam Newton than you do, but he looked. I thought he was fine. I didn't think it was. Uh, he was 14 for 2571 yards, two DTs, and an interception. But I did see him run into some contact. Six carries, only three yards. I mean, that's why you don't really see that. But you see more of that from Cam Newton. But I think it's a little tentativeness to start the year for Cam. And uh, I think as the season goes on, he'll be fine. McCaffrey, 13 carries, 47 yards. Jonathan Stewart looked good, 18 carries, 65 yards. The old vet just keeps going, Jonathan Stewart, it seems. He don't slow up. And uh, Calvin Benjamin, only one catch for 25 yards, which is kind of disappointing. And Greg Olson, two catches for 18 yards. So you would think those guys are going to have better games this week. Carlos Hyde, nine catches, uh, nine carries for 45 yards, six catches for 32 yards for San Francisco. Pierre Garcon in his debut, six catches, 81 yards. But Brian Hoyer, 24-35, 193. And one interception really wasn't enough. San Francisco's offense is just hurting right now. So it's going to be a long season there in San Francisco. You would think they're going to be in the race with the Jets, most likely for the first pick in next year's draft. Cowboys, 19-3 over the Giants, another it was a Cowboy dominant performance this year made as far as just controlling the game, controlling the clock. Giants barely had the ball. I mean, the first half, I think it was the time of possession was insane. And Dallas's defense, they were getting up, putting Manning, getting Manning on his happy feet. And when you do that, you, you have the chance, the chance to beat the Giants when Manning's not solid. But the, the Giants' offensive line, I mean, the issue. 
you know, flowers, the technique's not there. It's just not, it's just not what they hoped he was. But it's not even just flowers. I mean, the whole line, I mean, their line is hurting right now. And you've seen Dallas putting tons of pressure on him. Man, like I said, on his happy feet, throwing off his back foot a lot and taking hits, a lot of hits. So, I, you know, Giants need to fix their offensive line. I'm not ready to panic on them after one week because it's one week. But the Giants' old line that we knew coming into the season was going to be a problem still is. And running back is still. We talked about this on the show. Paul Perkins, seven carries, 16 yards. That's not even that. He's just not looking like an explosive running back. And that line, no, not either. But it was just it was a tough day for the Giants without Odell Beckham. Obviously, he didn't play, so that's a big stock. They took a lot out. But then you look, Brandon Marshall, only four targets, one catch for 10 yards. I mean, that's, you can't have that. You, you, need, you need to get him the ball more. And uh, Giants need to figure out something with a ground game as well. Zach Prescott, 24, 39, 268 yards and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott playing uh, now with the suspension. Obviously, he's been overturned. He's going to be playing the whole year. So, most likely, it's going to be a final return, but it's in court. It's being uh, it's been taken to higher courts, and an injunction was put in place. So now Elliott could probably most likely play the whole year. 24 carries, 104 yards. You see, they're a different team. When you look at the teams. I mean, it's just different offensive line. The offensive line is just insane. The difference in the offensive line. It's just you know, to me, it's if you look at one team that can't block and another team that it's like a wall. So big, big performance for Dallas. Obviously, Dave Bryant was held in check. He catched 43 yards. But Jason Witten, seven, seven catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. But the Giants, to me, the Giants need to just figure out what they're doing on offense, on the offensive line and with the running game. D.J. Goodson, though, had 18 tackles for the Giants, 14 total. So that was nice for them. And a linebacker to make some plays that they'd been struggling to get the linebacker to make some plays. So that was definitely nice for them to, to have. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens with the Giants. Obviously, Monday night playing at home against Detroit this week. See if the Giants can bounce back. You would expect a raucous crowd, and you would expect the Giants to come back and play a good game. And Detroit's a good team, so it's going to be a tough matchup. Detroit has great offense. Obviously, Stack is a great quarterback, so it should be a great game on Monday night. We're going to preview that game shortly. Vikings 29, Saints 19. I thought it was a dominant performance by a Vikings defense. I thought the Vikings defense played one hell of a game. Really limited. Breeze, Breeze got some stats late, but I think they, I thought they did a great job. 27-37 for Breeze, 291 yards, but again, a lot of that was late and a touchdown. I thought Minnesota did a great job of shutting them down for most of the game. Delvin Cook was awesome, 22 carries, 127 yards. I, to me, I think he's going to turn out to be the best running back in the draft class. We'll see, but I, I like a lot. Adrian Peterson, only six carries, 18 yards, and you see him kind of have words with Sean Payton on the sidelines, so here we go already. The return to Minnesota and already words with the head coach, you're not getting the ball much. And in a way, I don't blame him. I mean, he's got to touch the ball more than six times. Whether he's, you got to see what he's got. I mean, he's going to be productive and walking him only touch the ball six times. So when you fell behind and got to the half, they were really struggling to move the ball. They got to 10 points at the end but it was really more prevent defense at the end of that game. Adam Tyler, nine catches, 157 yards for Minnesota, and a big effort. Sam Bradford, 27-32, 346 yards and three touchdowns. So an unbelievable game for Sam Bradford. And for the Saints, Kobe Fleena, five catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. But I think it was just a dominant performance by Minnesota and a nice way for them to start their season. Now, we've seen them last year start like this and then crumble down the stretch. 
So we can see this year will be something different there. But they did rebuild that offensive line. Now, there's two teams on the opposite spectrums, right? So you have the Giants, who had the same issues, same issues these two teams had going into the year, offensive line. Minnesota went, they spent money on, they rebuilt that line, and that line looked great Monday night. I mean, they were making holes for Delvin Cook, blocking for Bradford. Just, they looked really good. So to me, I, I thought it was a great – you could see that the Giants should have really addressed that line, and obviously Minnesota did, and look what it did for them. So Giants are going to have to take care of this line next year. At some point, they're going to have to spend money or use a couple of draft picks, but they need to rebuild that line. Broncos 24-21, block a late field goal to top the Chargers, a great game. Looked like the Broncos were in control of the game, but then the Chargers came roaring back and – Made a game out of the Philip Rivers, 22 for 33, 192 yards, three TDs and an interception. Melvin Gordon, 18 carries, 54 yards. Nice to see Keenan Allen back, five catches, 35 yards and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon also had a touchdown in the backfield, five catches, 25 yards. That's been Travis Benjamin receiving touchdowns, three catches, 43 yards and a touchdown. To the Denver, Travis Simeon, 17 to 28, 219 yards, two TDs and an interception. Demarius Thomas, five catches, 67 yards. C.J. Anderson, 20 carries for 81 yards, looked good in his return. And Jamal Charles, 10 carries for 40 yards, also looked pretty good in the backup role. But Denver, with a late block field goal, prevails in the defense. But, you know, Chargers hung right in there with Denver. They came back, scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. It was 24-7 late. They came back two touchdowns. They had a chance to tie it, and block field goal by Denver, and now Denver starts off the year 1-0 with a big win over the Chargers. And, you know, here we go. The Denver Denver's issue is their defense is fine. It's what kind of quarterback play they're going to get is C.J. Anderson healthy. So, so far, C.J. Anderson has been healthy, and it's been a great start to the year for Denver with a big win, 24-21. Now, you look at the Thursday night's game. I talked about it a little earlier. So you're looking at 13-9 Houston over Cincinnati. And, and like I said earlier, it was just a terrible game. I, I, it was very, very, very – the offense is – listen, we know, we know Houston's going to struggle offensively, but especially now with a rookie quarterback who actually looked good. He looked way better than Dalton did. But, man, that was game was hard to watch sometimes. I mean, the ball – punt after punt. Bad pass. I mean, wide up, missing open receivers. Dalton, 20 or 35, 224 yards. He didn't throw any picks, but he just looked bad. I mean, you know, he don't look like the Dalton that we've known. I mean, last year, Dalton really had a nice year. A.J. Green only five catches, 67 yards. you got to get the ball in his hand more. You have to get the ball in your best play, his hand. Joe Mixon, nine carries for 36 yards. Jeremy Hill, six carries, 17 yards. I mean, they got three running backs, Mixon, Hill, and Bernard. They should be able to make some plays with these guys. And Nothing, nothing seems to be working. Cincinnati couldn't the eight straight quarters now haven't scored a touchdown all at home. You know, Cincinnati's got some issues. So now they're 0-2, Cincinnati, right? And next week they next week they go into Green Bay. So you're looking you're looking at a potentially 0-3 start for the Bengals here. Who made the playoffs a couple of years? I mean, you know, they fired their offensive for one eight. And Marvin Lewis keeps surviving there. I mean, could this be the year that he don't survive after this year, Marvin Lewis? So we'll see. We'll to, it's a long season. We'll let it play out, but it's definitely not the start. 
that these guys wanted. Deshaun Watson, 15 to 20, 425 yards, but he looked good in the game. He did have a nice long touchdown run, and he had five carries for 67 yards. So to me, Deshaun Watson definitely now is taking charge, and I like him going into the draft. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be a good quarterback. Andre Hopkins, seven catches for 73 yards. But again, the one game they, they seem Miller came on late, 18 carries, 61 yards, but they need more out of him there. Dante Foreman had 12 carries for 40 yards, looked good in the backup role as well. Lamar Miller also had three catches for 26 yards. The defense had three sacks for the Texans, and J.J. Watt with a big hit at the end of the game on the lateral play, and he crushed that center. They got the ball on the lateral play. But again, they're not looking it, – it, it's looking like you look at the – the Bengals are obviously 0-2 starting out the way they want to start the season and struggling. Houston 1-1, one one, but Houston don't look as good as you would think. He thought they might have either. Their defense did play great the other night, though. So maybe, you know, you could also chalk up Houston's first game as just all the emotions of what went on with Houston and, and stuff. But Jacksonville went in there and dominated. I'm interested to see the Jacksonville-Tennessee game this week because that's going to be the big test of where Jacksonville's at. If Jacksonville could somehow win this game and go to 2-0, that would be unreal. For them, the Tom Coughlin behind, you know, behind the scenes now doing his thing. Could, you know, could this be the time that Jacksonville takes that next step? So, interesting stuff. That was my week, the week one recap, run through week one. We're going to definitely talk more with PDV. And uh, we're going to be doing our week two picks with PDV as well. And we're going to get right into that in a minute. And then we'll, we'll make our picks. And we'll get Pete, some Pete's comments on the rest of week one as well that I just reviewed, and then Pete will give his thoughts on week one, and then we'll get into week two. So here's the man. Time to play the Just going over week one and also what were some of your thoughts about week one? Any any things that stood out to you in week one? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Jets and the Buffalo Bills are going to be as bad as uh, previously uh, advertised. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's offense is not good, which we've seen with the firing of uh, Zampezi, their offensive coordinator. I mean, Cleveland looks like they could be. Uh, 
a little improved. Sean Kaiser looked like he had a little uh, something to prove there. And, uh, you know, it's only one week. You know, you don't want to you don't want to overrate what you see in week one, you know, and, uh, you know, just looking around the league, you got, uh, you have New England who, who previously, if they go, oh, if they lose their first game of the year, they win a Super Bowl. So hopefully we, we don't have to look forward to that again. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys, you know, I mean, Jacksonville, yeah, I mean, they got to show more. I mean, I don't know if they just snuck up on Houston, you know, you know, without uh, Savage not playing well, you know, starting the game and not playing well, you know, and Deshaun Watson, you know, not having a full week of practice. You don't know whether that's, you know, you know, you know, and also you got to also, uh, you know, think about, uh, you know, the distraction of the, of the, of the storm also, you know, you don't know. Yeah, if it was yeah, I mean, you would think, even though even though it was, both teams were, you know, both teams were impacted by Harvey and Irma, you know, if you think about it that way. But uh, you know, you never know what you're gonna see. You gotta, you know, week one to week two, you know, teams, you always, you always have the overreaction to, to week one in the NFL. You know, your team's not going sixteen and zero if they win. You know, and your team's not as bad as they are if they look bad. So, you know. And the rated de- rated defense, you know, they didn't look so they didn't look so bad last week. They made a couple of big stops, you know. Yeah, well, the Raiders. Listen, that was a good game. The you know, Tennessee's a good team there, you know. Draco Lynch looks you know, good, especially down the stretch. Forward, you know? You know? Yeah, I don't think Minnesota's. Uh, also, you know, talk about the overreaction. I don't think I think Minnesota's going to be good offensively. But you know, I don't think I don't think they're going to be the greatest show on turf like the LA, like the like the old <laughs> St. Louis. You know, I, I think a lot of that a lot of that had to do with the New Orleans de- the much maligned New Orleans defense. You know, it's hard to call them maligned in week one, but they've been bad the past couple of two to three years. So we'll see. Week two will you know week two is always you know you come back down to earth and you get a little a little bit of a of a taste of how your team's going to look. You know, for the rest of the year. What do you think? What you think of the Rams? Did you like what you see from the Rams? Uh, cool. I'll just say, coolest Chuck, and uh, you know, coolest Chuck can make any can make any team. Uh, you know, cool, coolest Chuck in the Indianapolis Colts can make any team look like a Super Bowl contender at any time. <laughs> what about Carolina and Cam Newton? Did you like? I mean, obviously, it was his first game back from the injury and stuff. Did you see Russ? Did you see? Little hesitation in them. Would you see that? I think they what they did was they you know you know they don't want to disrespect an opponent, but when you're playing the Forty ers week one, you know you don't want to show everything. You know they they didn't expose Cam to any big hits. They ran the ball a lot, a lot of quick passes, which is something you don't normally see from Cam Newton. It's usually you know they run the ball or they you know they or the or they throw the ball fifteen plus yards down the field. But we've seen a lot of quick passes, which which is going to be a good thing. For Cam Newton's health, you know, and uh, throwing the ball, dumping it off, checking the ball down to um, to McCaffrey, which you know he didn't have a great debut, but you know what, he had a couple, you know, couple, few catches, and you know, and uh, you know, it looks like they're gonna focus more on protecting Cam Newton, and you know, and not, you know, not not as many uh, seven step drops and a lot of quick stuff with him getting the ball out of uh, his hands, which is a good thing. And he flashed his speed as well, right, in that game. He showed his speed yeah. in that game. Yes. 
I thought Detroit looked well. Obviously, David Johnson going down is a huge blow for Arizona. I thought Detroit looked yeah. pretty well. Stafford looked good. Yeah, Stafford looked, definitely looked good. You know, and uh, uh, Carson Palmer turned the ball over, I think, three or four times. Is You know, it's not a good uh, – you know, it's not a good start for, for the Arizona. They seem to have not been able to get out of their way. And also, I also want to comment on the the Miami-Tampa um, Bay game. I think the NFL should have done their best to play that game somewhere because now they're at a competitive disadvantage, you know, for the rest of the season. You know, I, I know there's bigger things than football, but, you know, when you have a, a natural disaster like that. But I think Miami and Tampa Bay, they're both, at a competitive disadvantage the rest of the year without a bye week. I mean, I think the NFL should have uh, played that game. Now they lose their week 11 bye, right? And that's a big week to have a bye. You know, you want that for that stretch run. And, you know, they, they both kind of get screwed now from that. It's true. And, you know, they could have moved the game. They was talking about moving it to Pittsburgh or Philly or somebody somewhere like that. And I guess they just decided – they don't want to lose the dogs. Then Miami tried to get the London game moved back to Miami, and the London game canceled. But you know the NFL wasn't giving that money up, so that didn't happen. Oh no! Oh, oh no! We got to give we got to give the 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 London people all those diehard NFL fans. Uh, we got to give them. Yeah. So now you have Miami. That's a whole other home game they lose. And now here you go. Miami's not going to play in Miami until October, which is incredible. But, uh, yeah, like I said, the NFL should they even put it in any neutral side. You got to play that game week one. You can't have these teams playing sixteen weeks in a row. It gives them a, a, a horrendous yeah, competitive advantage. The Eagles with a nice win as well, right? Thirty to seventeen over in Washington. That was a good game. Definitely, Carson. Well, Carson Wentz throwing the ball deep. You know the defense. I like uh, Philadelphia's defense coming into the season, and you know we don't know if it's the the Washington. Um, you know, this you know they're just all over the place. You know, the quarterback playing on a franchise tender. You know, you don't. I'm not predicting big things for Washington this year, but uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's only week one. You know, you can't overreact, and you know, you know, you can't, you know, just, unless you're a Jet fan, you know, you, your team's still in it, win or lose. And then you look at Packers, Seahawks. What do you think of that one? Obviously, it was a defensive struggle for most of the game. Yeah, um, they were just up and down the field, not being able to score for most of the first half. And then Russell Wilson we made a big run in, um, you know, to get them into the field goal. I believe they, I believe they scored a touchdown on that drive. I, I, I'm not sure if the game was three three or seven three at halftime. It's my mind, but um, it was three yeah, I mean, Seattle at halftime. Yeah, you know, yeah. So um. Yeah, but that was all. That was all because Russell Wilson made a big run, uh, like a twenty twenty five yard run, you know, to get them in the field goal position. And uh, you know, what you wouldn't think. And then I, I knew, I thought that, I thought that Green Bay would uh, come out in the second half and you know and put some points on the board. And you know, and they did. What about the Pittsburgh Cleveland game? What'd you think of that one? I mean, the Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh twenty one eighteen over Cleveland. I Pittsburgh Pittsburgh was a little sloppy and Le'Veon Bell had a you know a really bad game. I mean maybe he should get himself into camp so he can get a little uh, build a little cohesiveness with his offensive line. But yeah, you know Cleveland looks like they're improved, especially defensively. I mean they're holding the Pittsburgh Steelers twenty one points is a 
So it's pretty good. And, you know, and they were competitive. If you're a Cleveland fan and, you know, and you want, and, you know, that's the first, that's the first step is your team has to be competitive. And they look like they're going to, you know, be kind of competitive this year. You know, I'm actually picking them to upset, upset Baltimore tomorrow, with, you know, with their, uh, you know, with the points. They're giving them a, over a touchdown. And uh, I like, I like Cleveland getting there over eight points, you know, tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick them to win the, when the game outright, but, you know. But, you know, also Baltimore looked dominant last week in a 20 nothing game. I don't know if I'm sold on them to be that great of a team either, you know. I think the Bengals are yeah. really bad. Right yeah, if, you look, if you look at Cincinnati on Thursday night, you know, how impressive is that, you know. Even though it's a road, road you know, it's hard to get shutouts in the NFL, especially on the road, but, you know. You know, if you're a Baltimore fan, you're happy about it. You know, you, you know, I wasn't expecting their defense, you know, to be a top five defense, but you never know. You know, you hit, you, hit, you hit no one draft, you know, could turn your team around. Yep. And then you had uh, Atlanta holding off the Bears at the end, 23-17. The Bears had four shots to win their game at the end of the game, right? And they just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Yeah, they had a first and goal, and they, um, you know, and they had, had a couple of drop passes that would have been touchdowns. I, if you looked at the, if you looked at the yeah. um, sites, they had, they really had a chance to win that game. Yes, yeah, no, they did. They had two. I think there was two, right? There was two they could have had there at the end of that game. Drop pass that would have would have went for touchdowns, and it would have been a. Would it have been an amazing upset for week one? For week one, you know, it, you know, you're looking at the Bears as a lowly team playing a. You know, a team that played in the Super Bowl, and you know, and and the, the Bears really—they were a little scrappy team. Yeah, no, they hung around. And then Denver holds off the Chargers with a block field goal at the end of the game. The Chargers made a nice run late in that game to make it close. Yeah, that was a game they—they they, they actually should have tied it. You know, this Denver—you could kick a kick a field goal from fifty-seven yards, and you know, the, the trajectory was just low, and they blocked the field goal, and you know, it's. Tough start. Like the like, looks almost looks like a continuation from last year with San Diego with a really really tough loss in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, they lost a lot of close games, right, in the last year. Mm-hmm. San Diego, and then obviously the Giants and Cowboys, the you know the, the other big game, and and obviously to me the Cowboys. I was talking about earlier the Cowboys just completely dominated the Lions in the game, and they they held the ball. The Giants couldn't get the ball. And the Giants' offensive line is a big problem. That remade secondary of the of the Cowboys was very impressive, you know, and they put a lot of pressure on Eli, you know, caused him to make a lot of off balance throws, you know, and Aaron throws at uh, you know, his receivers' feet. And if you look at if you look at the Giants' offense, I mean Beckham or not, the the last I don't think they've scored twenty points in the last five games. You know, that's with Beckham on the yeah, team. Yeah, I think, Beckham yeah, I think play- it was showing like all those under under twenty one, under twenty four points in like a, a bunch of games, right? Going back to last year. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just a Beckham thing. Yeah, and listen, they still had other weapons. I mean, you still got Marshall, Shepard. You know, you still had other weapons. They got no. Their problem is their line, and they got no running game at all right now. Oh. Yeah, their running game's putrid, and you know what? They don't even try. I mean, they had a couple of okay runs. I mean, I would like to see them just, you know, once just say, you know, just run the ball two times in a row. They don't. They're just very impatient with the running game. Got to at least try. You have to at least give the illusion that you're going to run the ball. 
you know. Yeah, because, I mean, teams are just going to play the pass. And like you said, they were putting heat on Manning. And, you know, they put him down a bunch of times. And, you know, Elliott obviously looked good, you know, 100-and-something yards. And he, he wore them down late. He really started running on them late. And, you know, Prescott obviously didn't turn the ball over and did what he needed to do. And there you go. You know, Dallas jumps out 1-0, and Giants 0-1. Now, listen, it's first week, so nobody's going to start panicking after week one. But there is clearly problems. And like I was talking about, Minnesota was a team that had issues like the Giants on the offensive line, but they went out and addressed it, and they rebuilt it, and their line looked great the other night. Right? So there's, like, yeah, a I... difference from a team that went and rebuilt their line where a team didn't do anything. Yeah, they went out and committed over $30 million just in this year for, for a new offensive line. You know, it was week one, and it was against New Orleans. But, you know, it's definitely looked like an improvement. You know, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, wow. I mean, that's all I got to say about him. You know, he yeah. looks like he's going to star. He looks like a stud. And, you know, it was a good weekend for the rookie running back. I mean, Fournette did well. I mean, like you say, McCaffrey didn't put up big numbers, but he looked okay. And, you know, Mixon just right now, Cincinnati is just a mess of a, a situation. Right now, Cincinnati is just a mess right now. You know yeah, what their problem is? They got to run. Joe Mixon's best runs come out of the shotgun. And they hand the ball to him too much yet in the, when he's in the I formation or he's lined up seven yards behind the, the um, quarterback. Believe me, I've seen, I, I would say, 90% of Joe Mixon's plays of his career in, in college and. You know his biggest plays come out of the shotgun, where he can build, mo- where you can build momentum running, getting towards the line of scrimmage. And when he gets momentum going towards the line of scrimmage, he's a he's a tough back to stop. And I haven't seen enough of that from him. And, and uh, we didn't speak last week, but Kareem Hunt really looked well, right? Great last week as well for Kansas City. Uh, just like, what do you have? About 200 yards of total offense and three yeah. touchdowns. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a baller. Locked down a genius? They're taking him over Dalvin Cook, or is it just a a one-week thing? (laughs) Who, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, he took Kareem Hunt over Dalvin Cook in the draft. Well, I had had my – well, forget about Dalvin Cook. I mean, uh, it wasn't Corey Davis. I mean, yeah, I mean – that, that's all. You mean you would expect Kansas City to have a more a better offense, a better fit for a running back? But uh, you know, if you're just looking for one year, maybe you take Cream Hunt. But I, I you know, I thought that I had uh, Dalvin Cook ranked ahead of uh, Cream Hunt. But you, you know what? You know, you, could, you, you can't know, go a genius wrong. You a game like that. You got to be happy. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's one of those games you watch and you you can't sleep you can't sleep, can't go to sleep after that game if you if you want to. I know a couple of people that had Cook I mean, had haunted fantasy and they had him on their bench the first week and they missed that game. So well, that's, that's a problem. That, that, that's when you really lose sleep when you have a guy put up a game like that and he's sitting on your bench. <laughs> well, that's when you got to say you must have a couple of two or three very good running backs to have him on the bench. So, I mean, yeah, I hope, I hope you didn't start uh, somebody that's like a halfway instead at that point. Yeah, you better have you better have some top guys. Sure. And then just looking at looking at, I mean, the Cincinnati really is are they this bad or can they bounce back? Um, this might be it for Marvin Lewis. I mean. The, the, I think they play Green Bay next week. They're, 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 uh, 
you know, they're, they're heading towards 0-3 in Green Bay. I mean, it, it would take, a, you know, take a lot for them to win that game next week. If you start, start 0-3 in the NFL, I mean, I think the percentages are very low of you making the playoffs. Yeah. And this might yeah. This might. Uh, this, I heard there was a mute. I was reading an article that there was a mutiny on that, on that team. That if they didn't fire the um, fire the offensive coordinator, they were they were going to turn on uh, they were going to turn on um, uh, Marvin, Marvin Luke. Wow. And uh, that you know, that's just a dysfunctional organization. They paid. They gave Perfect about thirty six million for three years, and you know you can't give that guy money. And, He's a he's a, he's a, he's a maniac on the field, you know. When he's playing in a one-year contract, you give him a little bit of uh, security. Who knows what you're going to see out of him? Yeah, and you know we're going to take right now. We're going to take Christine. We're going to take a phone call a little on the Dallas Giant game. Christine from Pine Bush, what's going on? Hey, what's up? What's hey, Christine. On? Hey, Pete. How are you? Pretty good. So. So I'm in the house with uh, a Giant fan. So oh, I have right. Fever Brooklyn here. Oh, Fever. So, uh, yeah. so we're having a... We talking about Delvin Cook and uh, his, 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 uh, his great pick of Kareem Hunt in fantasy. <laughs> wearing his Kansas City Chief hat. Yeah, I'm wearing my Kansas City Chief hat right now. That's good. You look like a genius, we were just saying. He's he's looking for a home right now in Kansas City to expand his shadiness. Yeah, I'm gonna be Fever from Kansas City soon. <laughs> We're gonna get him a Kareem Hunt jersey. What's up, Petey? What's doing, Mike? How you doing, bud? I'm all right, kid. Love you. Love you too. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the Dallas Giants game? What do you think of the game? We've been arguing about it all day yesterday. <laughs> Look, I think like this. I think that the Dallas, they won. They got the win. They could have played better, in my opinion. I feel like, you know, they had a lot of opportunities to make touchdowns, and they got field goals. And um, But I honestly th- and I honestly believe in my heart that if Ezekiel is, is guilty, he should pay, you know, he should be suspended. That's it, you know, even though I'm a, a Dallas fan, you know. But I, I'm shaking my head at Odell Beckham. Like, he's a fool, that kid. Honestly, I don't care what anyone says. That kid's a fool. Well, he, he, I think he all went to his head. Yeah. Well, he missed the game, but supposedly he was out dancing with Russell Westbrook. Did you hear about that? I on an interview the other day saying how he was, you know, he was dancing and he won and he got another credit now under his belt as the dance master or whatever he was saying. And I'm thinking to myself, you idiot. Like, your team... You need you like, and you're out. You you supposedly have a sprained leg or ankle, whatever the hell is wrong with you, and you're out and on you're a out dance off, thinking it on live TV like the night before the game. Come on. Yeah, but every team every team does need a a, a good dancer on it on it. You're a fool. <laughs> That's what Beckham's, I believe. Beckham's got to realize the only reason people care about who he is is because of football. That's the only reason. Nobody would know who this Beckham is without football. So. I think, like, even last year, he didn't show up when they needed him. You know what I'm saying? He went out partying the night before the the big game, and, you know, it showed. And now, you know, it's a a rivalry between Dallas and and the Giants, the first game of the season, and you you went out the night before and danced your ass off, and 
and and say that you can't play on on the game when they need you on a you know division rivalry. Come on. Bottom line is they did nothing to 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 make their offensive line better. No, it. yeah, we were just talking about that, right? They they were they were. They did nothing to make it better. The offensive line is horrible. Eli has like two seconds to to do something. He's throwing a he's throwing a ball and spiking the ball in the dirt every yeah. pass play. I mean. Mm-hmm. He didn't even even that time. He didn't look at Marshall the whole game. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, but why didn't he look at Marshall? I don't think Marshall yeah, was open. Right? Honestly, yeah. you he's not a guy that probably just wasn't open. They, they basically decided probably to take him out of the game, right? They figured to take Marshall out and let him beat us somewhere else. I don't even think they did that. Brendan Marshall looked very disinterested, uh, and I'm being kind by saying that. He looked. Yeah, he really good. did. I, I know what Pete's saying. He really did. He had that look on his face. He really did. So. And, that's not good. and I'm not and even first, saying that Beckham's the, the whole game, team and they needed yeah. him in there, but honestly, the, the, the Cowboys didn't score that many points where they were out of it. If, if they had, like, Beckham in and these guys playing – they they could it would have been a more interesting game. Maybe the giant defense. You know? Giant defense actually played pretty good, I think. Considering they won the field the whole game. Just my opinion. I know you all your giant fans are gonna call up now and slam me, but I'm just saying how I see it. You know, like I'm not I'm not praising the Cowboys because in my opinion they played like shit too. They could have done better. They won, yeah. Thank you know I'm glad they won, but. I saw a lot of holes in their in their game too. You know they could have done much better, but you know they got the win. But I thought the cow I thought the Giants looked terrible for the Giants and Cowboy rivalry. I thought the Giants looked terrible. The Giants look like Giants look like they got the same game plan: run, run, pass. Always third and long. It's they're trying to run when they don't even have a line. They can't run. They, they got no running. They got no running back. That, that's another yeah. issue they should have addressed in the draft or free agency one, or something. So. Peterson probably like thank God they didn't they didn't take me, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, well Peterson's got his own issues, so so <laughs> with him either. So <laughs> and uh, but I don't know. I mean, listen, it's one week, so there's no reason to panic yet on one week. I mean, it's a long season. You know, Giants obviously got a big game with Detroit this week, so it should be a good game. But, uh, I mean, Pete, going back to what Christine said, do you think uh, you th- eventually, like, do you think Elliot will eventually serve a suspension even next year or something? Like, what do you think is going to be there? Or is he just, is this just going to be he'll get off and, that, and that's it? Well, he, he's, he, it's going to be like just like the Tom Brady situation. He's going to serve that whole six games. He's not going to get it knocked down a bit. He's going to be, start the season next year on a, a six-game six game suspension. I mean, a joke. You get to, you do something. You hit a woman. Take your take your medicine. Take your six games. You play it. I agree. I agree. It's, Even if it hurt my team, I still agree. You know, I just I don't like that. I don't like that. And I I find that in football, more than any other sport, it's it, you see it a lot lately, and it's just not acceptable. My opinion. Yeah, most 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 fans most fans would just want their player back even if he's guilty. They don't care. So it's nice and yes. refreshing to hear you say you still think he's. Me and my husband. My husband's a hard cowboy fan. Nope, not us. I don't know. Maybe because I have daughters. I don't know. But I don't agree with that crap. You know what I'm saying? And and you see it a lot lately. And it's just got to stop. 
You know, whether, you know, if it's fine that it's bullshit and, you know, she lied or whatever, but, you know, let us see the facts then. Put them out there. Don't just say, okay, well, now he's able to play for the season. Let us see what's the real deal. You know, know, but they don't. He's not the only one, you know, she's not the only, that wasn't the only incident. He's done a couple of stupid things. So it's like, it's, right, it's like lifting like the girl's you know, shirt when he was up. in the club, yeah. you know, things like that. Like like I say, I have daughters. It could have been my daughter in the club and some moron comes and lifts her shirt. My husband would freaking knock him out. You know, just because yeah. you're a player don't mean, you, you know, just because you're a, a major league football player doesn't mean you have the right to, to do shit like that. Grow up. You got this privilege or, to, or, to be where you are, you know. Or even if you're an NFL baseball player, so it's, you know, same thing, yeah. What did I say? You said Major League. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm at NFL. But anyway, yeah, maybe because I'm going to the Yankee game tomorrow, so I uh, I have that on my on my mind. But, you know, just because he's right, just because he's an NFL, you know, superstar doesn't give you the right to go and do stuff like that. That you are, you're, you should have, this is a privilege for you, you know? Yeah. And don't. Don't blow it. Don't be a fool. Like I said once, twice before, you have guys like Carleef Taylor who are dying to play, who are good role models, and you got this. You okay? You're great. You're a great player. I give you that. But don't you know? Be be an inspiration to young kids. Don't blow it by being a loser off the field. Come on. Yeah. And the NFL is trying to change the culture around the game, and I think Goodell's done a good job of doing it. You know, and then then you have these players hiding behind their lawyers, bringing 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 stuff to courts, getting injunctions. To me, it's just not good for a game. And then you have a guy who smokes a joint, and he, he has no recourse. He's he's out for four weeks. I mean, yeah. if you're going to equate two, I think it should he got off light. He should he could have he should have got an eight game suspension. You you, you can't put your, be a football player, be a big burly football player, put your hands on a girl. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of their big issues is <clears throat> is that you know they, they they one of their arguments was well Ray Rice was on video and he only got two games and he had a woman on video and he only got two games so I think that was part of the argument they made. And but after they're but, saying after Ray Rice they in, they they made these um, yeah. new changes to the yeah, rules. Well, Ray Rice got two games but then he never played again either. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's not yeah. a two game suspension. It's a lifetime suspension. It's crazy. Yeah. And he was no. young. And he, you know, listen, he was saw, You know, he had a lot of mileage on him. But the guy was only twenty seven, twenty eight when it happened. So he could have still had a job somewhere. You know, he got blackballed at that point. You know. And you know, yeah. nobody nobody wanted to go near him. So, but like you said, these guys just need to grow up. I mean, they don't understand how much of a privilege it is to play in the hey. NFL. My point. And they, you know, he, they he millions of dollars, and you know. Right. You know, be be happy to be where you are, to be able to be a role model, to be able to give your family everything you want them to have. Don't be a moron and a loser. You know, don't let it all go to your head. Same thing with Odell Beckham. Don't let it all go to your head. You know, you're a great player. Stop with the bullshit. Get on the field and do your job. That's what you're getting paid to do. Not be in a club the night before partying and dancing. Be on the field, be responsible, and be there for your team. They all do it. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott calls himself the Derek Jeter of football, so. Yeah, okay. Let's see. Yeah. Well, it's funny he, listening he, to the interview with Beckham, and he was talking about, 
you know, this injury could be a six to eight week injury and blah blah blah. And then they ask him about the dance contest and he gets like all giddy and excited. I know, I saw stuff. it. I couldn't believe it. I even um, said I, to Raymond, he's a real idiot. Yeah. I was like, is he even, is this really happening? I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, is he really saying this? Like, shut like, is he up. Joking? At first, I thought maybe he was joking and being sarcastic. You know, I. No joke. Like, yeah. Yes. He really does have good moves, but. No, even the guys on ESPN okay. were like, after they showed that that interview, they were all like hitting their heads. Like they couldn't believe he said that either. They were like. I think I think he I think he was just being sarcastic. I, I don't I don't with, know. I think he was playing with the media. I don't, yeah. I don't know. He really, he looked like an idiot. I don't know. What's I mean, these, you know. Well, the longer you don't get on the field, the more angry Giants fans are going to get. Mojo, why don't, like, one week, next week or the week after, me, you, and Petey have a nice dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> on the air. We'll do it on yeah. the air. We'll do it live. We'll go live. Post pictures on the web. <laughs> Yeah. You're crazy. Even better, let's just have a dance off naked. I mean, come on. Now I gotta go. (laughs) Sorry, Christine, if uh, I just made you gag, but no, Pete. Sorry, but two of them are my brothers, so. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, you know that one year in your basement? I think we had one one year in your basement. No, I actually draft my fantasy football team naked. The last five years. Oh, my God. Hey, Pete, Pete, we'll send it to Jessica. Yeah, exactly. Stop that thing off, baby. <laughs> Give her a preview. Oh, man. All right, well, it was good. Right, so, so, anyway, let me ask you guys. So, what do you think of Dallas this year, honestly? Like, where do you see them going? Before the season, I saw them, you know, possibly, you know, contend, contending for the division, but, you know, not being as dominant as last year. And, you know, we still have a little bit of time to go there. But, uh, yeah, Dak Prescott, to me, has, still has a little bit to, um, for me to, to prove to me, yeah, especially on the road. We'll see a lot tomorrow in, in Denver. It would be it's going to be a tough game. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see how he plays tomorrow because that's one of the toughest places to play. But you know what? You know, so far so good. That defense looks really, really, really strong so far. Yeah, they do. Yep. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way about Prescott. Like we'll see what he's got this year. Like last year, they had always had Romo like sitting there in the wings and stuff. We'll see what he's got this year because honestly, I even said to my husband. Say what you want about Romo, okay? You know, he's always hurt. But Romo was accurate, like, 90% of the time when he threw the ball. He 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 got he hit his player, like, who he wanted to hit. My opinion, um, Zach still has, yeah, he needs polishing up and stuff. Zach, yeah, he's, you know. Yeah, I feel I like he's great one day in a few years. I think he's a great quarterback. But I feel like he's still, yeah, he's still young and stuff. I don't know. We'll see. He missed Hopefully. that Bryant up two touchdowns last week. I mean, that game could have been even even more ugly, but but he missed. That's Bryant was open and two right. times in the zone, and he missed them. So, I mean, right. that's something. I said, that's, that's what I meant to say. What I told my husband about Romo. Romo, 90% of the time, he made those plays. The ball went right into his hand. But you know what? 
it looked on one of those that Des Bryant dropped the ball. Like, he had the ball in his hand. He, he could have got that ball on one of those plays. Like, in my yeah, opinion, And it's also up to Des Bryant to make a play for his quarterback, too. I, I, you know, I, I put that out there, too. You know, if the ball's in your catch radius, catch the ball. I mean, you only have so many opportunities. Right. There you have it. How do you think lockdowns are going to be this year? Lockdowns. Well, lockdowns, though, lockdowns is the team to beat. That's it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, uh, Kareem Hunt led lockdown, you know. It's a new look lockdown. <clears throat> Listen, if Kareem, if Kareem Hunt turns into what he did the first week, you have Hunt and Elliott. That's a nice batting field right there. Yeah, they Rodgers let Elliott. <laughs> Let's see how lockdown does when when the when the when the pressure's on him. He always waltzes into the season with no pressure, and you know it's usually my, you know, mine and Anthony's team who has the has the pressure on us. Let's see how he does. You know when he when he when he's when the he's best saved touchdowns. <laughs> lockdown. Let's see how you are when you come into Brahma Bowl Stadium. <laughs> I know it's a big test coming up. So, I, got, I got you two two games in three weeks. You're sick, though. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, it was top of the well, for All right, Petey, when you want to have the dance floor, call me. Oh, gosh. Do it. Do it on Skype. Okay. Oh, <laughs> ill. All right, Petey, it was oh, good to see, to talk to you. You know, I guess we'll be speaking more often now that football's back. Definitely. It was uh, <laughs> a pleasure. I miss talking to you, hearing you on the show. Okay. And also, Mojo, there's a great segment with you and Petey, the football analyst. Thank very, you. Very, very, Thank you. Yeah. All right, you Mojo. You can be on TV with this, me and Pete. And look for me tomorrow on the Yankee uh, at the Yankee game. I have really good seats, so hopefully I'll wave and you'll see me. Okay, I'll be looking. Yeah, I'm going to have to put that on DVR with all the football. But I, I know, I know. Me too. I'll be looking at my phone while... What time does Dallas play tomorrow? 4.30 or four something? Yeah, 4.25. So I'll be able to listen to it on the way home. Okay. Actually, Denver. Look at that. What? They're the favorite in Denver. They're giving two and a half points. Oh, wow. really? Oh. Wow. Okay. We'll see. Don't kill me next hey, week that- if I'd be rooting my heart out for the Cowboys. I hate the Broncos. Trust me. All right. Well, it was good talking to you guys. Have a good show, okay? Thank you. My pleasure speaking to you guys. All right, guys. See you guys later. Bye. Talk to Mike. All right. Definitely sick, Steve, from Kansas City over there. Definitely sick. All right, so now we're going to dive into our week two picks right now. It's a great segment with them, too, with Christine and Siva. So, I, I had Cincinnati the other night. Who did you have in that game? Um, I had Cincinnati, too. They were the home team. All right, so now we'll dive in. So, we got Cleveland at Baltimore. I mean, I got to go take Baltimore. Just bunch straight, straight picks here. Yeah, I still got to take Baltimore. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me, though, right, if something happened there. Like, but it's in Baltimore, so actually it would shock me if they pulled an upset in Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland, uh, they if they can play like they did last week, they'll, they'll have a shot at least. Arizona at Indianapolis. 
I'm actually picking. I'm actually picking Indianapolis to win this game. I just okay. I don't like what I see. Go with Offensively and right. Yeah. Alyssa, do you buy any of these Andrew Luck trade rumors? Hey, he's got a huge contract. I mean, he'd be almost impossible to trade. I mean, unless he was willing to restructure his contract and go play what in like San Francisco. After the year, because money would be going back to play home. San Francisco has eighty million in cap room next year, so it kind of could work. And San Francisco has picks, and they may have a top three pick that they could offer in the trade. So they were saying yeah. San Francisco is a possibility, but I don't yeah, know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I buy it though. I mean, listen, I, I'll be the first to tell you, Andrew Luck's been a disappointment the past three seasons. I mean. And he forces the he holds the ball too long. He forces the ball downfield. I mean, he, they they give all. He's almost in a perfect place where they he never gets criticized. I mean, they're always criticizing the people around him. And you know, I don't think the people around him are so bad. I think he would help his team by, you know, throwing the ball in time. You know, and not holding the ball and exposing his offensive line. Kind of like what I said about Cam Newton: get the ball out quickly. You know, if you you keep getting pressure, throw the ball quick. Throw some, not even screen passes. Throw some slants, some crossing routes. Get the ball out of your hands. But it's oh, he almost refuses to do it. It's like he's seeing ghosts. And you know, they didn't, obviously didn't do a great job of building an offensive line either, right? I mean, yeah, them. they they haven't. I mean, they they've done some things. Uh, you know, this this year's draft, and they they got a free agent out of last year's draft. But, you know, like I said, it's up to the quarterback. I mean, the best the one thing to frustrate me the, about watching quarterback play, I mean, if when they hold the ball, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you hold the ball, you mean, you're just exposing yourself to more hits, you know, throw the ball on time, get the ball out of there. You don't have to force the ball 15-plus yards downfield. I mean, to me, yeah. it's been like I've watched, I've watched Andrew Luck do that on a weekly basis. And yeah, also like he, came, he came out of the gate like a house of fire, right? It looked like, like well, you know, obviously he was one of the best in the league at that point. And then just the injuries and a lot of stuff just adding up right now. I mean, the whole thing is how, you know, if he gets back, if he gets healthy, I'm sure he'll get back to where he was. But now the shoulder's an issue, right? So that's the thing they got to worry about the most now. Is the shoulder going to be sound enough for him to come back? And to no. me, it's the head, the head, his head, really, his head is almost more of a concern to me than his, than his shoulder. And, and I'm not talking injury-wise. I'm talking about, you know, forcing, force, make, forcing when they aren't there. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. So now we got Minnesota-Pittsburgh. It's a good game. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They didn't look they didn't look great the first week. I think they're gonna look much better. I agree. I think they bounce back. I think Bell. I think you'll see a big game out of Bell this week. And uh, New England, New Orleans. You expect the Pats to bounce back here, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Pats here because I don't see them starting one too. And going back to what you said, I mean the Patriots. Every time they lose the first game, they win the Super Bowl. So right, that's another. Anybody but the Patriots, please, anyone. For real. Philly, Kansas City. Uh, I like Kansas City. They, they have a great home field advantage in this game. And, uh, you know, 
I, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to – it's probably not going to look as easy as it did last week, but I think they win a squeaky here. All right, great. I'm going to go with KC as well. Then you have Chicago at Tampa. I like Tampa in this game. I'm going to go with – yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa in this one. So. The new look Buccaneer offense. I think the Buccaneers are going to – I expect the Buccaneers to really have a good year and maybe, you know, compete for a playoff spot here this year. Uh, yeah, like I said, though, at the beginning of the, sh- beginning of our sh- of the show, um, I'm not happy about this, uh, this. This They have to play 16 straight games. But, yeah. And you know what? What gets overlooked, that the, I think their defense is going to be a top-five defense this year. Yeah, that's and what they nobody's have, even talking about, right? Their defense. I really like their defense. Then you got, what's the next game here? We got Tennessee, Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, Jacksonville. I'm going to go Tennessee here. I don't see them starting 0-2. Me too. I think Jacksonville comes back down to earth a little this week. If Jacksonville could somehow win this game and go to 2-1, that would be huge for them. Oh, yeah. I I just don't see it happening. You figure Tennessee is going to come out. Yeah, they start off 2-0 yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be unbelievable. They'll be, they'll be putting a statue up for Coughlin if they did that. <laughs> Buffalo at Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina here. I mean, I, 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 I kind of like some of the things I saw from Tyrod Taylor last week, but it was the Jets. It's hard to, you know, equate, equate that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Real football. So I'm going to go I Carolina. Like Carol, I like Carolina as well this week. I think Newton has a bigger game this week. Jets at Oakland. I mean, is this a forty to ten game? I mean, I hear, I've heard a lot of that this week. I don't see the Raiders blowing out anybody. Be a close. I mean, I like the Jets with the points, but I'm looking for the Raiders to start off two and zero. Yeah, I think this game's going to be really ugly. Then you have Miami at Chargers. Oh wow! I mean. I gotta go with the Chargers here, man. I, I, I you know, I, whenever you have Phil Rivers as as that quarterback, he never gives up. I mean, and they're playing at home, first game in L.A. I mean, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. All right, I'm gonna take the fish, but I think it's gonna be a tight game, like last year. They played last year; it was a close game. Miami pulled it out actually at the end in, in the Charger game last yeah. year. But, Just but like they lost all the games, Chargers, poor Chargers. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see if Cutler, it's really going to be on Cutler. We'll see if Cutler can uh, mix good with these, you know, with his weapons here. And also is Landry. Now Landry popped up as questionable, so that's another issue. Hopefully he plays tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there because that could be a big factor if he don't play. Yeah, I could also see Cutler forcing the ball to Parker and, and turning the ball over like that for some reason. I just That's just sticking in my mind. Then there's some bulletin board material as Melvin Ingram was asked this week, "Would Jay Cutler present any problems?" And he said, "None." So, <laughs> that's another interesting I mean, comment there. I do give him credit for speaking his mind. I mean, he might be right. <laughs> yeah. yeah so Washington at Rams. I think the I think the Rams come crashing back down to earth. I think I did like what I seen out of Goff last week. I mean. But uh, I think Washington takes this. They're just, uh, you know, they don't want to start off 0-2, you know, and the Rams 
looked great last week, and it's impossible for them to look better. So I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going to go with Washington, too. I don't think Washington's going to go all with two. And I think, like you said, I think the Rams come crashing back down a little this week. Dallas at Denver. I'm going to go with Denver. Just they, they just they had just too much of a home field advantage. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Denver. Yeah, I got to go with Denver, too. So sorry, Christine. I do think, Elliot, because Denver, you could exploit at Denver, you know, running the ball again. If you run the ball right at Denver, you can move the ball. So, I mean, I could see I could see this being a little bit of a low-scoring game with a bunch of field goals, you know, maybe a late field goal, Denver pulls it out. Yeah, I could definitely see that, too, like a 24-21 type game. San, San Fran at Seattle. I mean, I don't think there's any shot here for San Fran. Yeah, Seattle Seattle comes back and, you know, wins wins the game. It comes back, you know, after, you know, not such a great performance last week by our offensive line was awful. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I do Seattle, see Seattle, you know, getting the win here rather easily. Yeah, me too. There's a great game Sunday night, Green Bay at Atlanta. Yeah, the opening of the Atlanta's the new field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Atlanta here. I think they beat Green Bay for the third time in a, in a calendar year. Yeah, me too. I think the emotions are going to be high. I think Atlanta, you know, comes out. I mean, obviously, it's a huge game early in the year. Definitely a statement-type game for these two teams. So, I, I expect a good game. But one of the games of the week, for sure. It's not the game of oh, the week in the NFL. And then Monday night, Detroit at Giants. I have to go I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Giants here just simply because they're Detroit. I mean, when it's typical Giants, whenever they, whenever they come lifting off for a game, there stands a team that you – know, there stands a patsy that they, that they should should beat up on. Typical yeah. Giants. And, and what's your keys to that game? What's your keys for, the, for, the, for both teams to win this game? Well, for me, I mean, just looking at Detroit, if, if Stafford could uh, – not turn the ball over, you know, and uh, and if they can have a little bit of balance, a little bit more balance with their running game and their passing, you know, game, if they can get it like 60, it's like 55-45 run to pass or pass to run, I, I mean, uh, I would look if they could if they could play a balanced game, you know, offensively, and that means running the ball also. I mean, you know, I think that would that would bode well for Detroit, but I just don't see them doing that. I see the Giants shutting down, shutting down the running game and making them one-dimensional. And what do you think about the bridges for the locals is breaking down the Jet Raider game? Obviously, we like the Raiders' chances, but what do you what do you think? Like the Jets to even hang in this game, what needs to happen? Um. Well, they have to punch the ball. They have to score touchdowns at the center field goals. You know, I mean, I know that I, you know, I, 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 you know, I really like Bilal Power. I like to see him more involved in the game plan. I mean, I, I didn't even see him play the first half of the game, basically. Yeah, I didn't get that. I, mean, I didn't get why he wasn't more involved in the plan. I agree. He's a guy who can run and catch. I mean, you got to get the ball in his hand. Yeah, exactly, and, and I was not I was not happy about that, obviously, and uh, you know, and Jets is just they, you know they they have nothing to lose. I mean, you have everybody saying you can get blown out forty three nothing. Go for a fourth down. Don't punt the ball on the forty five yard line. Show a little aggressive aggressiveness. Show some life as a coach and staff. Come on. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, no imagination. <clears throat> and is there any quarterback on the Jet current roster that you think the future of this team, or you think next year is where they got to get their future quarterback, hopefully? Well, you know, no. I mean, I, I like Bryce Petty. I like his, I like his patience in the pocket. I like the fact that, it, you know, when things break down, he can, uh, you know, he – he could scramble a bit, you know, and he's probably the best quarterback for right now for for what they have, considering their offensive line is dreadful. I mean, but is he the future? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think so, but you know what? You have the guy on your roster. You might as well play him. Yeah, see what he got, right? I mean, you know, you really got to see what you got there. So a couple other little notes I want to ask you on. Do you think – who do you think emerges in Arizona as the running back? Or do you think it's just going to be a committee uh, thing? Probably Kerwin probably Williams. I mean, Chris Johnson's a little, a little old. They got a lot of mileage on him. Uh, I, I mean, Ellington, when was the last time Ellington was really part of a game plan? It had to be three, two or three years injured. ago. Yeah. yeah so, I, mean, I would say Kerwin Williams. I mean, you would think. And do you think the breakout running backs keep having another big week this week? Do you expect uh, these young running backs to, around the league to, bust, to have another big impact this week? It's possible. I mean, I, I like. I mean, Kareem Hunt could put up. He, I'm going to look for him to put up 200 yards again. But if I could see him getting 100 yards combined between you know rushing and receiving and maybe a touchdown, uh, I could see him. Uh, I, I could see him doing that. I, I like what I saw out of Kamara too. If they were just you know, if they would just settle down with one, you know, give the ball to one running back. I mean, I, I blame Adrian Peterson. Why would you sign with New Orleans? They had a thousand yard back. They, they did. This was after the draft. He signed there too. They just drafted a back in the first three rounds. I mean, there's got to yeah. be better places to, to play. I mean, especially in a pass happy offense. The Giants was the spot for him, but again, with their offensive line, it probably wouldn't work there either. Sound like know? New Orleans all. Line is, uh, you know, I don't see a bunch of all pros on that offensive line either. So, and do you expect Brad uh, Belichick to fix his defense for this week, or do you expect New Orleans to put up a lot of points, even though New England will probably win? I'm glad you brought up that game because if you watched that game with the volume up, you would have thought that New England, New England, lost eight eight of their starters in that game. Constantly, Chris Collinsworth and, and Al Michaels making excuses. They lost one player, and that was Dante Hightower. I mean, if that's going to throw a monkey wrench into your whole defense, you've you got problems because Dante Hightower is always hurt every year. So, yeah. I mean, you would have thought they lost six starters, you know, started yeah. off the field. Constantly making excuses. Same thing with the Giants on Sunday night, making excuses of Beckham. Look, hey, Schmuck, they haven't scored 20, over 20 points in uh, the last five weeks. With Beckham. Even with, even with them, yeah. So, enough. Stop. <clears throat> Enough's enough. You white, Chris Connors are nothing but a white, white robot. <laughs> All right, so here we are. We got the picks in. So, we both took Cincinnati. We lost. We both got Baltimore. Keith got Indiana. I got Indianapolis. I got Arizona. We both have Pitt, New England, Kansas City, Tampa, Tennessee, Carolina, Oakland. Pete got the Chargers. I got Miami. We both have Washington, Denver, Seattle, Atlanta, and the Giants. So our only opposite picks this week are Indianapolis and Arizona, Chargers and Miami. So other than that, we, we're, we're pretty much on the same page this week with our picks. So hopefully hopefully we're both in for a good week this week. 
and uh, you know, we'll, we'll look good next week with it. But after our records last year, they were impressive. I would expect another impressive season from us this year as well. So, and Pete, before I let you go, with any with the games today standing out for you in college football that you're looking forward to watching today? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Clemson-Louisville game tonight at 8 and the, the Florida-Tennessee game. And I'm also, I'm also, looking, I'm also looking to see, I, I expect Oklahoma State to win, but flying across the country and playing in Pittsburgh, you know, I'd like, you know, like to see what they have, you know, with Mason Rudolph and James Washington having store for uh, Pittsburgh. And also, big shout-out to my Oklahoma Sooners, great win, in, great win in Columbus, Ohio last week. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That was some game last week and a great win for Oklahoma last week. So I'm sure you were happy with that one. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was very nervous going into that game considering what happened last week. But, you know, Baker Mayfield, he plays, um, you know, he played, played a great game. Yeah, no, he did. I'm really disappointed that uh, – and, you know, the funny thing is Mayfield's come a long way, right? Because in the beginning, I remember you weren't big on him even when he first – was a freshman and I'm, stuff, right? I'm, not big, I'm still not big on him, but I think he's a, I think he's a, he's a, he's a great college player. I, I'm, what, he, what he has at the next level, I'm not sure he's a little short, you know, but he is mobile. I, I mean, I think he's just a, one of those great college football players. And, you know, that's all I could say. And, you know, it's just college football. And in my Oklahoma Sooners, I'm happy he's my quarterback. And I think that's the end of the game. The first time he's played, played big in a big game, which made me happy, I mean. Yeah. I mean, he lost it a little bit emotionally like he normally does, but he was able to, to rein it in a little bit. I'll tell you it was great to see after the game when they were coming off, Bob Stoops was there congratulating him. That was nice. Yeah, yeah that, it, that it, cool. they, kept, they kept showing Stoops in the box, and he looked rather mighty nervous because, you know, he's he's from Ohio. I mean, you know, that's that was funny, but, you know, he's he's a Sooner. And every time they showed him in the in the box, he looked very nervous. His legs were twitching. He like, you could almost see he's, he's you know he he's really dying to get back on that field and coach. Either that yeah. or he's, Do you think he ever comes back? I mean, I don't know. I I think he's. I thought when when he resigned when he when he retired, I thought that he was waiting for you know Urban Meyer to you know to retire. Maybe it'll be you know two or three three or four years down the line. For that job, because that's a great job to have, and it's his hometown. So, yeah, I don't see him back yeah. and coming back to coaching like Syracuse. You know, no, no, no. There's going to be a specific job only that he's coming back for, right? I mean, that's it. And he's only he taking back. a top. Yeah, if he comes back, he's take. Oh, he's only going to take a top job. I'm disappointed too that the Miami Florida State game is now got canceled too this week. Yeah. They canceled no, it. They, well, they postponed it, you know, to another day. Okay. But, okay. but it's like now you got two ga- two weeks in a row. Now they got two games to make up, which is hard, you know. Now again, they, you know, it's gonna have to be made up on off weeks. But you also got a whole other. I'm, I'm sure they have a plan already for the Miami Florida State game when it's gonna get played. But you know, the Miami Arkansas State game probably ain't, ain't something they really care much about. But Miami Florida State, obviously, they do. And yeah. a big blow for Florida State, right? Losing the starting quarterback for the year, right? Yeah, Francois. It was yeah. I mean, he played with a played with a bulky knee. The, basically, the second half of that game. That kid has guts. I mean, he may have more guts than he has talent. But you know what? He's he's somebody. If if he was my starting quarterback, I'd be very happy to have him. The kid got guts. 
Yeah, you gotta have a lot. You gotta have respect for him after that. I mean, you know. But all right. Well, we'll say good day. College football ahead, and a big a big week in the NFL ahead. So it's going to be interesting to see how this week plays out as we look yeah. at already week two, already into week two, and before we know it, it'll be week ten. Because that's how football goes. Yeah, goes by you so know? fast. So. All right, Petey. Well, thanks as always. Great to have you back on. And I look forward to, you know, each week going through this stuff with you as always. You know, the best football segment around is right here on the Mojo Sports Show with me and Petey V. Uh, appreciate. Appreciate the love. But, yeah, always, it's man, fun. Always, fun Enjoy your weekend, and I'll speak to you next week. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right, man. Thanks again. Bye. You got it, man. Our very own, our great PDV on doing football, back doing the football this year again. And uh, everybody, you know, everybody said last year they loved this segment, and this year already off to a great start with PDV. And uh, so really uh, we break it down. We pretty much go we go every game. And we even hit some college in there as well. So great job, Pete. Great with your picks. And uh, we'll keep it going week to week, as always, with the game, PDV. I'm going to take a commercial break, and when I come back, we're going to have Magic Mike on talking about his trip to Buffalo last week. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? 
Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Back to the Mojo Sports Show. It's been a great show so far. Been a lot all football pretty much today as we get ready for week two of the NFL. We recapped a lot of week one of the all of week one of the NFL. We looked at all of week two of the NFL as well. We had PDV on. We had some callers. We had Christine and Fever on. And uh, it's been a great show so far. We're going to continue. We'll be on till about eleven thirty today. Is the show will be on until it's. Two and a half hours today, so we'll be on to about another hour today. So if you want to call in, 718-508-9883. We're going to be doing some more football. I'm going to touch on some baseball a little later before the end of the show. But we're going to, right now we're going to welcome in our very own Magic Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, man? All right. I was listening to PDV, and uh, I was listening to how he was talking about the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so before we get into the Bills in particular, tell me about your trip. How was it? The the trip to Buffalo was was really good. It was really good. Um, you know, it was a it was a long long ride, and um, I at one point I looked at like fifty miles to Buffalo, and then when I got to a road, I turned off, and then before I knew it, I looked on my left and I seen the stadium. Oh wow, that must have been nice. Uh... So uh, yeah, no. So I got out of the car, you know, of the ride, and I see there's a guy walking around, and I'm looking, 
And I walked over to him, and he said, hi. I said, hi. He goes, you going to the game tomorrow? Now I'm wearing my, my bill stuff. I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, good. He goes, I'm going to be coaching the game, the game tomorrow. I said, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He goes, but he goes, I'm Sean McDermott. I said, what? He said, yeah. I said, well, dude, what are you doing out here? And he said, I'm walking around. He goes, checking out everything. For, you know, I wanted to check out the RVs. He goes, and I just went, went out the wrong gate or whatever. And people were talking to him. And one woman asked him, you know, what he thought about, you know, against the Jets. And he said, you know, even though people are predicting the Jets to be bad, you still have to play the game. Well, yeah, they're all NFL teams, right? I mean, any given Sunday, as they say, mm-hmm. right? John McDermott's a nice guy. He he signed – Um, he actually signed a – I had – I didn't want him to sign my hat because it was tough because I have a hat, and it, it's like it's like very – you can't even see it with the marker. So I had him sign a, a paper for me. Oh, okay. So how was the stadium? How was the atmosphere and everything? Uh, the atmosphere, I'll tell you right now, the, the – the, the atmosphere was crazy. There were there were Jet fans, and then something happened that really made me sick. Um, the what? fact that like like I, my my uncle's best friend is the head security for the Jets, but my uncle won't tell me that until we go out for dinner. <laughs> we go out for dinner. <laughs> I went out to dinner with him the other night, and he told me that, and he's like. Um, you know, you could have met up with my friend, you know, then he, then he said something that made really bad sense to me. Well, it made sense to me. He said, then, then he could have put you on the field because he put my uncle on the, on the field the last time my uncle went to see him. And uh, he goes, you would have been on the other side though. I said, that's all right. <laughs> I don't want to be on the jet side. I want to be on the, the right side, but you know, but hopefully, feel- hopefully maybe it may lead us somewhere. Um, but you know, but anyway, uh, the game itself. Um, I mean, the atmosphere, like like the Jet fans. Some of the Jet fans are really retarded, and I'm not saying that you know it has nothing to do with the mentally retarded people. It, 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 it's that if you're a Jet fan, you're going to go to the game. That's fine, but don't sit there and start with people for no reason. You know, don't say, "Oh, the Jets are going to win today," and the, and this and that, and. And all the Jets are better than the Bills. I mean, that's ridiculous. But going yeah, well, into this game, I was nervous. Um, because, you know, I, I didn't, you know, sometimes you expect the Bills to beat the Jets and the Jets beat the Bills. Uh, so so I was nervous. Um, but we sat, I sat in the end zone. I showed you the picture. I, I sat in the, I took some good pictures. I sat in the end zone, row six. So I had a clear view shot of the first um, interception when Tyrod threw it to Clay. It was just a little bit over um, over his head. Over his head, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just went uh, the other way. But um, the other thing that pissed me off too is Hauschka missing a field goal. It's like, dude, you gotta kick. You know, you gotta you have a chance to kick. You know, a field goal. Don't miss it. You gotta hit it. I mean, but. I, I think maybe also it was probably probably windy uh, as well. So, so with your so I mean, what kind of? I heard Bill fans are great though. I heard the, the environment's great in Buffalo. I heard. Oh yeah, the Bill, the, the Bill Ma- Bill's, Bill, Bill's uh, Buffalo Bill Mafia. They're they're good over there. 
they're they're really good over there. No, they're they're uh, they're very nice over there. The the problem, um, there was a few. I did see a few fights in the stands though. Uh, I see. I see a couple. Of Joey's gonna have a few morons everywhere. Yeah, so. I seen. You know. You know. And and I. And, and if it's me, and honestly, to be truthful with you, if it's me, you know. I mean, I, obviously, I wasn't concentrating on that. I was concentrating on the game. I. Um. But there were fights. Um. You know, just like Mets and Yankees fans, I've seen them battling out in the, in the stands many a times. Um. But I. I think Tyrod looked good. Um, PDV was talking about Tyrod. Um, you know, Tyrod throwing uh, 224 yards, that's impressive to me, you know. Especially, I mean, even though it's against the Jets, they, he still had to throw the ball, and he still had to do what he, do what he, had, to, do what he had to do. So, uh, you know, even though it was against the Jets, it, it was still, and if you look at the score, it was, uh, you know, 21-12. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a, you know. It wasn't a slaughter. Oh, closer than most people thought. I mean, it was 14-12 going into the fourth quarter. McCoy yeah, had a I, good I thought game. it was going to be a close really game. Good. Now I know the Jet fans were upset with um, with the coaching um, with the coaching choices. Not you know, uh, punting it, not going for it. Um, you know, and then and then uh, you know, and then McCown throwing two interceptions, and that's another thing too. The defense looked really good. Uh, the Buffalo Bills defense looked really good. Humber, Humber looks Humber, Humber who had twelve sacks looked really, uh, really good. Ramon Humber, really yeah. good. So the, and and Poya, Poya was good too. Alexander, they were all good. Even Shaq did pretty good. Shaq Lawson was pretty good in the game. So so it was a it was a good um it was a good game. Uh, you know, I I uh, I was just expecting you know a little more. Uh, Clay Clay looked good, you know, you know, um, and also Rashawn looked good. Shady Shady looked good, you know. The Shady was good, twenty-two carries, one hundred and ten yards. Yeah, Shady uh, Shady looked good, and Jay and Zay Jones got his first catch for twenty-one yards. So yeah, and Jordan Matthews <laughs> did pretty good too. And that's another thing too. You you have Holmes, you have Matthews. You have Jones, you have Nick O'Leary, you have, um, you know, two tight ends, Clay and Nick O'Leary, that can catch catch the ball. If it's me, I'm going to throw the ball to – I'm going to throw the ball out. And then, of course, on, on halftime, you had that big, big um, ceremony. Yes. Uh, and that's what, another thing that made the ride a little crazy, too, because I'm listening to your show, and I, I listen to Dr. A – Go on, go on, and he's talking about the, you know, the, you know, the, he's talking about the anniversary, which is okay. But then he talks about, well, you know, the Buffalo Bills, you know, I, I, I gotta consider them losers. But you know what? Maybe they, maybe listen, maybe they didn't win four Super Bowls, and maybe they didn't win any Super Bowls. But where were the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the nineties? I, I don't remember them being around. Yeah, but uh, that's an argument you can never win. I mean, the Steelers' history is way richer than Buffalo's. You know? Yeah, but 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 but, uh, but I can, but you know what though? Whether I I can or I can't in the nineties, a buff up Pittsburgh wasn't even irrelevant to the conversation. Buffalo was every year, so you know, yeah, Buffalo didn't win the Super Bowl, but you know that kind of pisses me off. And Doctor Ray, he's on my list. I got a list, <laughs> and he's on it. Dr. A, you just made the list. 
Yeah, and Christine from Pinebush, she made the list too because because she turned around. Christine from Pinebush turned around and, and talked about the game on Sunday. Were we watching a different game? Did, 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 did the Dallas Cowboys beat the, the Giants handily 20-3? I mean, what do you want them to do? 41-1-3? Christine from Pinebush, you just made the list. Thank you. <laughs> Anthony, you know who didn't make the list? You, because you're you're a good guy. Oh, P- PDV made the list, too. PDV, you made the list. Why would Pete, though? Huh? No, he's talking about the Buffalo Bills. In the beginning, when he talked about the Jets and the Bills, and he said about how nobody expects them really to go anywhere. I mean, come on. I know what he's saying, but can we, can we come... Can, can he try to, to to find some hope? Well, right now the Buffalo Bills are in first place. Yeah, well, that's 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 because they beat the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, I I I know you, you know, I I know what everybody's saying. I mean, hey, you know, it, it, it's it's you know what? I'll take PD off the list because he he did say some good things about Tyrod. Pete, you're not on the list. No, Petey's off the list. I couldn't do that to PDB. And what do you think? Of, you know. What do you think of Buffalo at Carolina tomorrow? <laughs> I think Car- I think Buffalo is going to make the list. No, I. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a homecoming from Sh- for Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Um, I, I think I I honestly picked um honestly I picked Carolina because I just think that Carolina's too good for the Bills. You know. I, I don't know. I mean, go any on any given Sunday, anybody game, yeah, can win. But game. yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, um, and if Buffalo loses, it's not that bad, bad of a deal for me. Uh, you know, and then and then you know, going looking looking through the schedule, we have other games that we have to win. But you know, and that's another thing too. We we won the game we were supposed to win. We were supposed to win the Jet game. We won it. So. All in all, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and the atmosphere in Buffalo—if you're in Buffalo and you're sitting there, you know, you know that's a game you want to go to because you're not in the snow. You're, you know, you don't have to worry about how you're going to get home. You know, but I will say this though: the ride going home on Monday was the best because I had on Buffalo radio the whole time, and, and I was like in my own world and I was listening to to them talk about the game, and. I honestly, like I said, I honestly thought that Buffalo had to win the game, but I, I don't think Jets, the Jets are going to be that bad. I think the coaching is going to be bad. I think their decision making is going to be bad. But McCown, I, I think I think they're okay with him. And let me ask you something: how how was the how was the food at Buffalo in the stadium? Did they have good food there? Well, I didn't eat the food there because I ate a big breakfast in the morning, which is another awesome awesome story. I went to Denny's. And uh, by right where I was staying near my hotel, and um, they, they, the servers were wearing Buffalo Bills shirts. They were excited. They were actually talking to me about the game. They were telling me what they wanted to see today. They were like giving me their 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 points of view of what they wanted to see against the Jets. And some of the waitresses weren't taking the Jets lightly either. Um, but I did have um, I had popcorn. I got like all you can eat popcorn for like nine dollars. So I did, I did have popcorn. Um, the beer was like ten dollars there. They had beer and it was like ten bucks. So I didn't have a beer there. Um, 
But um, but I did go out after, and I went out to Anchors, which Anchors is is in it's in Buffalo, and it's the um, if, if you got anybody that wants to go there can go there. It's the best place to have wings. Oh, they got good wings there. Mm-hmm. And Saturday night before the game, I went to I went to the Hamburg Brewery, which is in Hamburg, New York. And if you got again, you guys want to have good beer. Um, for like six dollars on on draft, they have it's called the ta- the tap room, and you can get any beer you know that they that they make, and they actually make a very good beer. It's called WGR Five Fifty Game Time, and it's delicious. It's it's a it's a great beer. It's a and I actually I actually bought like two six packs home. Yeah, so because you can't get the beer so, here, and it's and it's good beer. So I added so now I added another beer to my to my list. I I I have. Labatt's, I have uh, Molson Canadian, and I have that uh, to my to my list because that you know was, Buffalo uh, and, Can- and Canada are right near each other, so it's a it's a win win, you know. How long was the ride? The ride was about eight and a half hours. Oh, okay. It's a tough Did you ride. Stop at I mean, all? It's, well, you went straight. Yeah, early, you of course stopped. I stopped uh, twice. I stopped. Um, oh, and then 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 I knew I was in trouble because I I seen the sign that said. You were now in in uh, Hoosier, uh, not Hoosier. Um, what's the Syracuse? The football. Orangeman. Yeah, you were now in Orange County, Orange. Yeah, it was crazy. Orange country. Yeah, you were now in Orange country. That's right. You were, you were, you were right there. And uh, you know, I went, I went all over New York. I was in Binghamton. I was in Cortland. I was, you know, driving around the highway. I took the the scenic route because I didn't want to. Pay for tolls. For tolls, apparently I don't know. Apparently I must have hit the button and it took me all over the the, the world. But it was great to see. Um, it was great to see. You know some of the some of the sites. And I also visited the Buffalo Bills King store and picked up a couple of items for myself. I got myself some new gear and not new gear but new stuff. Um, but That's I, cool. you know I was I was very excited. For the game, and very excited at the game, and uh, you know, I I just uh, it just words can't express how happy I am right right now. Especially when you're sitting in the in the, in the game and the Bills score a touchdown and you hear the shout song. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You you can't can't go wrong with it. Yeah. And and uh, and and the Bills they lived up to everything that I needed them to live up to. Because if they would have lost to the Jets, I would have been pissed. Oh. Yeah, no, of course. They, yeah, if they lose to Carolina and it's a close game, I don't mind it. But I, I don't think they're going to get blown out. Jet, you know? Nah. <laughs> that would have been a long drive back home if we lost to that. Man, that would have been really, oh, God. Did you come I home right funny, I have a funny feeling that it might, be, it might be when I go up there for the Raider game. It might be. Did you come home straight after, you know, after the game, or you went? No, you I, I, I don't do that no more. I used to, and, and it's ridiculous. I used to do that. I used to do that, um, like for work purposes. Like I used to go there, and then I started taking a personal day the next day, and that, now, now I just take the whole weekend. And I stay till till Monday. There you go. And then the lady, hey. the lady at the hotel says to me, "You weren't, uh, you know, you weren't one night free." Um, so I said to her, listen, I'm coming back in October, add it to my 
account, so she added it to my account, so now I don't have to pay um, as much as I was going to. Uh, and, and, tail, and let me tell you something, tail, tailgating, people were tailgating Anthony Saturday. You know, they were tailgating oh, Saturday yeah. outside of my hotel. Yeah, listen, people get into you know, And then, of course, you know. Buffalo's not that far, so I had a couple of friends of mine come up from New York City. You know, they're Jet fans, but you know, they're, they're cool because I used to work with them. Yeah. Except for one guy that was sitting in my section, and he told me to go back to Staten Island. And my friend said, how does he know that you live in Staten Island? I said, because that's my boy. He lives in Staten Island. Uh-huh. He's a Jet fan. Mm. So we had fun, you know. We we I had a blast. Um, you know, the the I got I got a lot of sun. I got a lot of suntan from somewhere I was hitting. That's good. No, listen, I'm glad you had a great time. It sounds like a fun time for you, and obviously you're a diehard fan, so it's a great experience for you to go and enjoy the game, uh, and you know, obviously get yeah, a I mean, like you, you're a diehard to... Dolphin fan, and 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 uh, it, it it it's good experience, you know. And then I heard you guys talking about the the hurricane situation. You know, people lost their houses. <laughs> so you know where 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 they play where they play a game or when they play a game. That's you know they could postpone it. I mean, you know, who's going to show up in the middle of a hurricane anyway, right? Oh yeah, now we were talking about putting the game in a different location, not even in yeah. I, I, now, now let me now let me ask you something. Let me let me let me ask you a question. Now you probably heard about. The um, the the Yankees they played a couple of games um, this week in City Field. Um, what what did you, you know? I heard I heard that they, that they that they would they play the Braves right Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay didn't want to play in Baltimore because of the expense. They wanted they they it was too expensive to stay there, so they ended up um, they ended up staying. They ended up um, changing their their hotel or whatever, and they they stayed in the you know in the city, and you know people were like you know oh wait that wasn't it I'm sorry that's wrong I'm sorry they wanted to stay in a five star hotel, that's right, they wanted to stay in a five star hotel and Baltimore apparently don't have five star hotels. There you go. I mean, meanwhile, I mean, we'll con- I mean. I think that's crazy. I, I personally think that's crazy. Um, there was meaningful I, I went games to, in City Field, and it wasn't the Mets. There was meaningful games in September in City Field, but it wasn't the Mets. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's something you got to take up with Mets, Mets, Mets management. Um, and uh, and and ten and ten and five this week for me. That's not too bad. I mean, I win ten games, lost my five, but you know what? I'm still going. And uh, you know, this week I I mean my my picks. And we'll see how it works out. I mean, we'll see. You know, this is week two. Before you know it, I'll be talking to you again, going about driving up to Buffalo again. That's it. I mean, it goes so fast. And then PDV and I will have a big discussion. Uh, You know, PDV and I will have a big discussion about the Raiders versus Buffalo. Yeah. You know, hopefully it won't be the same result. Preview on another big game. Yeah, yeah, or other big games. It's going to be... It's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a big deal. I mean, this is a. Uh, this is the week. But you know, all my prayers go out to people. To everybody that lives in Florida, and my heart goes out to Florida because, you know, really, Anthony, you know, it, it, people are suffering. I mean, I remember when when we got hit with the hurricane over here. It was no joke. Imagine in Florida. 
Yeah, no. You know? It's, and and, and, and it, just, it just breaks no my, my no. heart that it, that it happened that way. It puts you into perspective what really matters in life, you know? That's well, right. It makes, it makes you really, right. it makes you really sit down and, and think, you know, this could be my family. I could be in the shelter. I could be lo- lost. Yeah. I could lose everything. You know, yep. I mean, I had a friend that paid a thousand dollars for those hurricane shutters, and they were putting them on their houses. And I was watching the video, and I'm like, the things they have to do to prepare, you know. And there were, there were then there were people that didn't want to leave their house, and and uh, I have an uncle that didn't want to leave his house, and the Coast Guard was like, listen, we're not going to be here. We're leaving. Yeah, they basically told people, you know. If you stay after we told you to evacuate and you're stuck, mm-hmm. you're on your own. Now, here's a now, – now, quickly, quickly, I know, you know, I don't want to take too much time, but quickly, I just want to also say this. My grandmother um, – my grandmother passed away um, last uh, – my grandmother passed away a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, you know, Sunday, I mean, August 27th. And I have aunts and uncles that live in Florida. And my, my aunt and uncle were supposed to – come to a wedding um, today, and they have a wedding. They were going to come, but they were supposed to leave later. We're thinking that my grandmother pulled them out of the storm. It looks like, what, you haven't heard from them or anything? No, 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 no. We're thinking, no, we have. They're here. No, I'm saying, we, you know, when my grandmother passed away, they had to come in. So it was stupid for them to go back. Oh, okay. I didn't get what so you they said. stayed oh, so here. So yeah. we're thinking that my grandmother, my grandmother, the pulled them yeah. out of the, of yeah. the, you know, out, out of the way. Yeah. So they missed the storm. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so they didn't have to be there. Um, you know. But if that's the case, my aunt and uncle, my my other aunt, because I have another aunt and uncle, but my this aunt and uncle would have left. You know, you don't stay in the in the middle of a storm. You know where it's dangerous. No, definitely I mean, not. someone came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, you're in a B area or an A area or whatever. You got to get out. Um, you know, of the hurricane. You're right there. I mean, I have friends that had to do that. They lived in Tottenville. They had to do that. You know, friends that live down down the other way had to do that. So, but uh, yeah, are you excited about tomorrow with the Dolphins? Yeah, it's nice to finally get them on the field to get the first game tomorrow, so it'll be cool. Looking forward to a day of just relaxing and watching football all day tomorrow. I, I picked Miami. I think Miami's going to win. Yeah, I, I like them too, but, I mean, Chargers are a good team too, so it should be a very good competitive game. It's a road game, so it should definitely be a competitive game. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and then and then you're, and then you're uh, you know, and then and then you're, you're, you're going to uh, – you know, like you said, you're gonna you're gonna have that going on, and uh, it it should be it should be an interesting uh, game. But Anthony, I gotta thank you as always. Good football talk, bro, and uh, you know the best of luck with with your show. I love your show, and and you do you guys do do the best analysts on your show. You guys have a good show. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in and sharing your Buffalo Bill story. Yeah, there's a lot of football guys. You know this this show. Tomorrow, football straight talk, and then of course my my show, and now I now that I added the more in my 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 pro wrestling now, and I just combined between pro wrestling now and my old football show, and and I and I bring the second half, first half is wrestling, second half is football, so 
you know, this week on my show, I'm going to be talking football in the 9 o'clock hour. I have a guest coming on, um, you know, this week. But after that, it's all go. It's all football. It's going to be fun. And uh, I can't I can't wait. Um, football football is the best. And also, shout out to the Eagles. How about the Eagles? And Bay Ragney, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Getting a nice win to start off 1-0. Yeah, I, I think they I think they thought he was dreaming when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, thanks right, for so I'll talk to you soon, Great bro. job. Right. And I'll speak to you soon, man. All right, thank you very much. Hey, we got to play another game, bro. We got to play another football game coming up. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe this weekend we'll get a game in. Definitely. You got it. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, bro. Take it easy. All right, man. Take care, man. Magic Mike Ferrara. Giving us this nice story about his Buffalo trips. It sounded like he had a great time. Talking some football is always, always a great job for Magic Mike. And, uh, you know, he always, always gives good insight on stuff. So it's been a very action-packed two hours of football. And we talked a lot of football. We had PDV on. We did the picks. I had calls, Christine and Fever, Magic Mike. Now I want to. Right now, I want to get into some baseball for, for, a couple, for a little while. I want to just talk about, give a little update on the standing. So we got the the Red Sox, three-game lead over the Yankees. Obviously, we talked about that a little earlier. And then you have Cleveland's 22-game winning streak snapped yesterday, so they have a 13-and-a-half game lead over the Twins. Though. So, I mean, they're running away. They have only one out in the lost column from Houston for home field. Houston, obviously, with a 14-game lead. Then you look at the wild card, so you have the Yankees, then you have the Twins in the second wild card, and then you have the Angels, two two back, the Royals and the Mariners, four back in the lost column, and then and then you have six back, Baltimore, the Rays, and, well, you have Texas, five back. So you have that's that battle. And in the NL, you have the Nationals, 89 and 58, with a huge 21-game lead. Obviously, the Mets, brutal, 63 and 84. You have the Cubs with a three-game lead over the Brewers, four-game lead over the Cardinals, and then the Dodgers, who were struggling, but still with a nine-and-a-half game lead and 14-and-a-half over the Rockies. Then you look at the wild card. You have the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in the wild card. Then behind that, you have the Brewers, only two games behind the Rockies now. You have the lost time. The Cardinals, three games back in the lost time. So there's your battle in the NL for the wild card. You look at today's today's schedule. Let's look at the, the big games, the important games from today. The, the Mariners and Astros, obviously a big game. Arasso and Ramirez with Dallas Keuchel at 1 o'clock. Big game for both teams, especially for the Mariners. And the Astros were trying to hold on to home field in the AL. Dodgers, Nationals, Rich Hill versus A.J. Cole. Could be a big playoff preview right there. Big game here in New York. The Yankees, Orioles, 4 or 5, Hellickson and Montgomery. Big game for the Yankees. Cardinals, Cubs, huge game. Michael Walker and Kyle Hendricks at 4:05. Indians trying to get back to the winning ways after losing their first, you know, after the 2 game losing streak came to an end last night. So you have Jason Hamill versus Carlos Carrasco. Listen, look around the Red Sox, Rays, Porcello and Cobb at 6:10. <laughs> Big game. Red Sox try to hold on to their three-game lead. The Twins at home against the Blue Jays, Estrada versus Mejia. The Grom, 14-9 against the Braves, Dickey, 9-9 tonight. Not, a, not an important game standing-wise, but just locally. Brewers, Marlins. Brewers need the game. Zach Davies and Adam Conley. Stanton's going 54 homers. 
Rockies at home, Tyler Anderson versus Jordan Lyles and the Padres tonight. Diamondbacks at Giants, Granky Bumgarner, a great pitching matchup. And Rangers, Angels, Cole Hamels, and Parker Bridwell, another big game in the AL tonight. And then locally as well, the, the Phillies fan at A's at Phillies, Graveman at Lively at 7 o'clock tonight. So you're looking at now the stretch run. I mean, we're looking at teams now. I mean, you got some of these teams got 15 games left. So you're looking, this is stretch one now. This is, all these games matter now. The AL is really tight. And, you know, you're looking at the next two weeks, obviously two weeks left in the season is going to determine these teams are going to play. So I think the Yankees are in good shape now. But we'll see. I mean, obviously anything can happen in 15 games if you hit a slump. But the Yankees appear to be in good shape and on the verge of wrapping up at least a wild card, and they're only three games behind the Red Sox, so they can still catch the Red Sox realistically. So we'll see how that plays out. It's too bad the Yankees and the Red Sox don't have any more head-to-head games, but that would have been really interesting if they did, and exciting for the fans, I'm sure. So we'll see what happens there. I wanted to touch on some a couple of other things in baseball. Obviously, I want to talk about a few things with the Mets, but I'll get to that in a minute. First, I want to just talk about some notes, some uh, – so – we look at just some stats here I want to just throw out there. So I got an interesting stat here for the – let me see if I can find this because this is an interesting stat. The Red Sox, the most Ks, most Ks in its history for the Red Sox. So sales is closing in. He has 287 this year. The record is page one with 313, so he's 26 the rest of the year, which 15 games or three stocks left, it could happen. Roger Clemens is 291, so it's only four away from that sale. So it's something to keep an eye on there for sale. As he tries to break the Red Sox all-time season single-season strikeout record, which would be very impressive. You know, he's only 26 behind the record with three stocks left. So now, do they rest him and he only gets two stocks? But I would have to think that if he's going for the record, they would put him in there. Since that he, the glorious 22 home runs for the Yankees, the third most by a primary shortstop in Yankee history. Jeter had 24 and 23 in two years. So, you know, Dini DeGloris could be the most home runs by the Yankee shortstop in the history, which would be pretty crazy with a couple more home runs to think. So, what a, what, he's really turned his career. You know, what a, what, a, what a fine that was for the Yankees. I mean, indeed, there's no way around it. And then the Mets, obviously the injuries keep piling up. Rosario and Dono were out. Now, that, you know, they're keeping the strength and conditioning coach, which I think is the biggest joke I ever heard in my life. And then I, I can't even get into it because I'm not going to get aggravated over the Mets again because we've done a lot of that and we bashed them and ripped them. And I'm sure we're going to have all winter to do it when they don't spend money because we all know they're not spending any money. And then, you know, Harvey looks like a shell of himself. You know, I mean, the guy the other night, I was watching it, and he just he walks off the mound, he has no confidence. Here's a guy who used to breed confidence. Every time it was, he'd come out on the mound, it was Harvey Day. It was an exciting day. Now you look at him, and he comes off the mound, and he looks like, uh, I don't even know what he looks like. I mean, it's just horrible to see. I mean, it, it's gone. The fall from grace has been so dramatic. It's, it's, un, it's unreal. And then now that the talk of Syndergaard can come back as soon as this weekend and be pitching in the in the minors, are you kidding? I mean, in the open, are you kidding me? You're gonna risk this guy. Not only are you gonna risk him bringing him back, you're gonna bring him back as a reliever. I mean, I, you just can't make it up. You can't make this stuff up with this team, and, and it's painful. It really is. 
And they better hope that this guy don't get hurt. Because if this guy gets hurt in a relief outing, oh, man, it is gonna, they're going to get crucified. And i got to be honest, you look at it now, and, you know, the fact that they're talking that, oh, there's no big free agent, it's the same old thing. They're coming up with excuses already to tell you they're not spending money. Oh, we don't like the free agents. No, they, they could be the best free agents. So next year, when Harper, Rashad, and all these guys are free agents, you're not getting them. You're saying, oh, you don't like it. You can't say you don't like those guys. Those guys are going to be out of your price range, obviously. You'll never pay those guys. If, if they come back next year with Darno and Pulecki is the catcher, and they tell you David Wright's going to be the third baseman, and they're going to go with a platoon with Garris and Nemo. It's basically saying they're not doing anything. You would have to be a complete, and I'm saying this honestly, a complete moron to spend a dime on a ticket if they did that. Complete moron. I mean, they. It, I am sick of all this. Then I'm sick of the will. I'm sick of it all. They need change. I'm sick of Collins. They need total change. This team. I don't want to hear excuses of why they're not spending money. They like their players. You like your players? Your players are 30 games out of first place. You like your players? Well, guess what? Then then you shouldn't be a GM if you like this team, because this team is not likable right now. It's bad. It's a bad roster. You got some good young players. You got Rosario and Smith. You could build a book around. You got Cespedes. You got Conforto, obviously, we all love, and we don't even know if he's going to be healthy. And, you know, you obviously want Cespedes back healthy next year. But after that, there is question marks all over the field, and they need to be addressed. Enough of this crap of the same crap you're throwing out there. Nobody wants to see it anymore. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to go too crazy because I don't want to spend too much time on the Mets because I'm sure we're going to have all winter to, to tear them apart. So, Also, I want to just touch on the Triple G Canelo fight, obviously tonight. And, uh, you know, I think it's this is going to be an unbelievable fight. I, I'll tell you, I really like – I think this fight's not getting the hype it deserves because of the whole Mayweather-McGregor thing. I think that, that was a big factor why it's not getting the hype it deserves. But you're going to look at one of, you're going to look at one of the fights of the year here. And, you know, it, to me, this is a tough fight to call. It really is. You know, it, it's, it's as tough as it gets. I mean, you're really looking at, you know, for the middleweight, t- you know, middleweight, 160-pound titles on the line, trio of titles on the line, you know. And, you know, the winner of this fight is probably be considered pound for pound the best now. With Mayweather gone, you know, Packhouse fall, you know, not, you know, on the top of the mountain anymore. You know, it's, this is going to be, you know, a fight for the ages. I mean, I think I think you're gonna have a good long fight. I don't think anybody's gonna, you know, get knocked out here. But you know, you know, is is Triple G the bad boxer and the bigger puncher? Is he both? I don't know. I think, I think personally, I think I'm I'm gonna pick Canelo. I think Canelo's gonna win this fight and really emerge here. But it wouldn't shock me if it goes either way. Uh, you know, I think the fight's going to go to distance, most likely. I don't think anybody. The thing is, Alvarez is going to have to be busy because you know Triple G is going to throw a lot of punches. Jeez, Alvarez definitely has to be busy. But I have a feeling Alvarez wins a decision tonight. I, I think I think that's who we're going to look for. I'm looking forward to the fight, and uh, definitely going to talk about it next week. So. I mean, 
You have Canelo 49-1 with 34 knockouts. His only loss, obviously, was to Mayweather. You have Triple G 37-0 with 33 knockouts. He's the WBA, WBC, and IBF middleweight champion. You know, Golovkin, Triple G's 35, Alvarez is 27. You know, Taylor Tate, Alvarez 5'9", you know, to the five foot ten and a half. The reach is pretty much the same, 70 and a half to 70. You know, the best wins, I'll say Alvarez was Cotto when he won a decision. Uh, you know, that was probably his biggest win. Triple G, Daniel Jacobs, which was a really good fight. It was a close fight. That was his last fight. And then the Kel Brook, when he detailed him in the fifth round, that was a big win for him as well. I also thought Austin Trout was a good win for Alvarez. And Arsleti playing was, was, was another good win for him. I thought those were some good wins for him. You know, the... the the most notable loss, obviously, was the Mayweather fight, which I thought he wasn't ready for that fight, Alvarez. I thought he was too early in his career. I didn't think he was uh, ready ready to win that fight and everything. So that that was one I definitely uh, I definitely thought he was too young for the fight. I think if they fought now, it would have been a lot different fight. But again, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Alvarez in a close decision just to pull that bit, to pull the upset because I know. Triple G's favorite. I, I think I think you got a, a great fight here, and it's going to be an unbelievable fight, and well worth the money to to pay for it and watch it. So, I you know, to me, I'm a fan of both. I like both fighters. I think both fighters are really good. So, I expect a great fight, and I expect just like the Mayweather McGregor fight where it was 100 bucks. This is a little cheaper, but I expect you get your money's worth here because you you, you know you're looking at two the two top fighters in the world right now, in my opinion, pound for pound. So. Definitely tune in tonight if you can. And uh, I, I'm going to pick Canelo in a – I'm going to actually say split decision, a split, close split decision for Canelo Alvarez tonight over Triple G. So I look forward to that. All right. So, again, before I close the show, because we're going to cut it short tonight, today, but a little short. But, you know, great show today. Did a lot of NFL, of course. Covered a lot of stuff. Did my picks with PDV. We analyzed every game. We talked about week one as well. We had some, we took a callers together, so that was a great segment. We had Magic Mike call in, talk about his trip to Buffalo. That was a great segment. Talked some NFL with him. Did a little baseball. We did some college football. We did some boxing. And uh, so it was a great show today, very action-packed show today. And, you know, as we look ahead to week two of the NFL, a lot of big storylines. Obviously, is New England going to get back on track? which we'd expect tomorrow, you know, can Jacksonville go to 2-0 over Tennessee? That's going to be interesting. You know, Minnesota-Pittsburgh is a very intriguing game. Uh, Green Bay-Atlanta is a huge, a really good game. You know, Miami finally gets to play. They play this in, San, in L.A. against the Chargers. They still go to San Diego. So, so that would be an interesting game. Dallas-Denver should be very interesting. Detroit Giants on Monday night. Philly-Kansas City, another really good game. Can Philly go to 2-0? And so a lot a lot of a lot of big storylines as we head into week two. And uh, Tampa as well gets back on the field against Chicago this week. So Miami and Tampa will be back in action this week, which is big. So, and then, again, baseball, pennant races. We'll see how this all heats up next week. We'll give a nice update on the pennant races. We'll see where these teams are as they're all jockeying for position and teams battling for wild cards. So 
we'll definitely get a nice updated there. We'll touch some college football next week. We're going to review the Canelo Triple G fight and do week three picks and week two review of the NFL as well. So definitely a lot going on here. And, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for calling in and listening. I cannot do it without you. And, uh, the show, 77 shows in. Obviously, something's going right here for it to be lasting this long and for the ratings to be good and for people listening and calling. So I appreciate everybody for listening and calling and being part of the show. It definitely helps the show and it helps me, you know, helps. It helps. It helps. It's helped me go 77 shows. So, you know, definitely appreciate it. And we look forward, you know, as we get, well, you know, 77 will be approaching 100. Before you know it, 100, I expect I'm. Planning big things for the hundredth show, just so people will know. I mean, we've got twenty three weeks for that. We got plenty of time, but there's going to be a big hundredth show this year. That I guarantee. Next year, it'll be early next year. But it's the twentieth show is going to the hundredth show is going to be huge. That I can probably have a lot of special guests for that. So I want to thank everybody. I want everybody to enjoy their weekend, and I'll speak to you next week.